Does the Black Moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity. An orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hello and welcome to the Skip Squad Pod trailer. I'm your host, T. Staffor. And I am your lovely other host, Look Psycho. Also, just wondering, how did you get my house? Who cares? We're recording the podcast trailer. Well, it's not the first time she's busted down my door. You gotta stop. Like, I can't afford to replace it again. Now, let's tell the listeners what we do here. Is it too meta to mention we're reading a script? You want to talk meta? I didn't know what to put here, so I'm talking about what I should put here. She also misspelled want. Anyway. Right, right. Back on track. Here at the Skip Squad Pod cast, we don't care about what you write, we care about what you love. Keeping you entertained with what our authors enjoy most as readers, from GOI formats to formal articles alike. We don't just talk about guest favorite SCPs. Each guest will also tell us about their passions and hobbies, completely unrelated to the Foundation. Whether it's robotics, music, or filmmaking, each guest has their own passions that we love to hear about as well. You, yes you, the listener, can participate in this along with us. If you send in emails over at skipsquadpod at gmail.com, we will read them out on the show. When we aren't recording the pod, we document our ventures on various platforms. You can find us on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Twitter where we post preview clips for upcoming episodes along with revealing who we will have on next. Our handle is at SkipSquadPod. And finally, our website with links to all the listening platforms can be found on the SCV Wiki itself at the Skip Squad Pod Hub. Now get out. And have fun. Smile. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Grigori Karpin, and this is Simply Creative People, the show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off-site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. Uh, hello, welcome back to a very special episode of Simply Creative People. Part one of our Halloween specials. Ooh. Let's go. I'm Gregory Carpin, and I'm joined as always by. My name is Harry Blank. I'm in town on vacation. <laughs> and joined again, our uh, repeat guest. It's Jackal. Me, Jackal. Um, have you seen a little girl? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Sorry. Short, short, blonde, black hair. hair. <laughs> Just turned seven last month. Damn it, it was black here, wasn't it? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have to leave the podcast now. I failed. Because <laughs> you were thinking of Heather Mason. So. Thinking of Heather Mason instead of Cheryl yeah. Mason, who is the same person. Oh, so, yeah. Horror is kind horror of is yes. confusing. Uh, especially that one. Uh, so yeah, we are. Uh, if you 
hadn't guessed from that opening, uh, we're going to be talking about some horror games. We originally had planned to do an episode, and we still will, uh, doing kind of horror on the wiki. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to do this kind of fun side thing where we talk about uh, the three of our favorite subjects, which is <laughs> horror games. Yeah, we're not going to pretend to talk about Arcadia first this time. We're just going to launch right in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And the reason I had this thought was uh, I saw an interaction between you, Jackal, and somebody else in one of the discords saying, you know, uh, well, we actually just kept our uh, our chat up from when we did our episode just talking about Silent Hill and other stuff. And somebody was like, oh, you should talk about that in the podcast. It's like, yeah, we should. Let's do a whole thing on it. We Now the 500th Nerds Talk About Video Games podcast recorded yep. I today. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um... So yeah, um, you know, we've already kind of firmly established who we are with SCP, uh, and people will be able to see in the in the links in the show description for our author pages, but uh, why don't we talk about maybe our first horror games? Like, what was the first one that you played that, uh, you know, kind of blew you away? Oh, dang. That's a good question. I have to, like, go back and, <laughs> like, into my memories, like, what would be my first... Oh, you're like half as old as we are. I know. <laughs> it's still just as hard. <laughs> Gotta think back. Think all the way back to four or five years ago when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go first. Um, I actually played, for NES, I played the Friday the 13th game, which... If you don't know, it's kind of this very oh, strange God. game where you <laughs> like roam around Camp Crystal Lake and you try and find all these different items while running away from Jason. And for some reason, the animals in the forest are constantly attacking you because it's a video game, so you have to have something you can attack. Uh, and if Jason runs into you, almost certainly you're dead, but there are a couple of items you can get to like scare him away. Uh, and it just was, like, mystifying. Like, it was just... I mean, this is pre-internet. I mean, I'm sure there was internet around somewhere, but I didn't have access to it. And so it was just total guesswork. It was like, you got to explore all these cabins and get all these fucking items, and then what do you do with it? And it just completely fascinated me. Um, and I have since gone back to play it, and it is a really terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> really terrible. But it, when I was like eight or nine, I thought it was fascinating. And I had never even seen those movies at that point, I think. I'd never seen the original Friday the 13th until like two years ago. So Yeah, see, I've only ever seen the uh, angry video game nerd video on it, which, which to be funny... Um, when that video came out, that game had aged very poorly, and now that we're talking about it, those videos have aged very poorly. So it's all it's all it all works out. <clears throat> I don't like saying. him very much. <laughs> he's great when he's not doing the thing he's famous for. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's the one with the like the neon color Jason. The, yep. All, oh like, yeah, the he's purple. like purple. He's like lavender. Yeah. Lavender. Not the music was. Lavender. No, yeah, definitely not. Uh, except for the color Potpourri purple. horror. Uh, or not color purple. Uh, the color out of space. Yes. Um, no, but, um, yeah, it wasn't a very good game, but I do remember that was the first one I played. And, and to a lesser extent, Goonies 2, which is sort of a sequel to Goonies, but is a because actually like a fairly scary game. Like, you, there's all these monsters and you, you like first person bits where you're going through these tunnels and these, you know, the the goons from that that movie pop out yeah uh, it's got a really funny 
almost horror movie soundtrack, uh, even though it's about a kid with a yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackal, did you figure it out yet? Um, yeah, um, I, I did think about it, and I've just come to the realization that... Um, I've never played a horror game. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? How's the podcast? No, um... Uh, actually, it was, I think, I got into horror around, like, the, uh, the RPG Maker horror game, like, the, <laughs> oh. the Golden Era, so I think, um, Golden Era. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't, I can't remember, but I remember, I, I think I got into Aoni, Witch's House, and I think mm-hmm. Madfather right about the same time. I can't remember which one I played first, but I definitely, I think that'd be that and then i was just like oh dang it's like these are pretty fun i kind of like these and then uh i tried getting rpg maker like took two looks at the ui and quit (laughs) (laughs) i've a hundred percent done the exact same thing i spent quite a lot of time making stuff for that but never anything that actually became anything yeah yeah i always like the idea of the games where you are allowed to like really seriously uh design something like whether it's like uh that was that PlayStation Tiny Planet or Mario Maker or whatever. And and I just like always kind of like give a whole bunch of time and effort and end up with something I think is really crap and then go, why do people do this? I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I can write. I don't know what all this other shit is. (laughs) All right, Harry, what what was your first one? Uh, The earliest things that I can think of are um, on my old... Uh, fuck, it might have been an Apple II. It's an ancient fucking computer. Uh, uh, played a game called Dark Castle, which was, uh, you play a character that my mother lovingly referred to as the Dork, who was just this completely useless piece of shit who was invading this castle and trying to fight his way through, and there were bats knocking you into pits and scary men knocking you into pits and yourself (laughs) knocking you into pits. And it was very spooky, but also a real pain in the ass, like all old games were. Um, But the first completely horror one I remember playing, which is significantly farther up in the technological scale, uh, was Super Ghouls Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, Oh, yeah. Which I refer to not quite affectionately as super dark souls because that's what it fucking is it just it, <laughs> it's it, worse. it, it absolutely it is it's is actually worse it absolutely despises you it just wants you that's to fail horrible, yeah. it, it, it and it is it is goofy horror but it's also not goofy horror because it it's set yeah. in this in this medieval setting and you're king arthur and you're running around and you're trying to save the princess and all that but it seems yeah. like fucking everything is dead it seems like there's no such <laughs> oh, thing yeah. as anything that's alive other than the two Pretty of much. you. Like you're in a kingdom, but undead monsters, zombies, sure, and yeah. horrible ghouls, ghosts, goblins, and such. Um, and it is so incredibly brutal that that almost is where the horror comes from. Even though it's <laughs> full of this haunted house horror stuff, it's the way that it's 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 insinuating to you your own mortality. <laughs> You know, that's interesting. That makes me think. I actually think that my first one might have actually been Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Yeah. Uh, And um, I know that one has a really bad reputation, but I really love that game. But uh, I remember even as... I mean, I must have played that right when it came out. I'm pretty sure I bought it new. Um, And... <clears throat> the whole idea I didn't ever I ever play the first one at that time so I didn't understand the whole like why are we bringing Dracula back <laughs> also we're bringing him back through like body parts and I remember 
my mom was like super because she was really into horror movies so she was like super she's loved watching me play the game she's like oh what body part did you get this time um <laughs> and my dad was just horrified because he can't stand <laughs> any of that stuff and he would just be like i'm sorry is that dracula's rib and i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that way i can get into this castle <laughs> Simon's Quest always had a sort of a, the horror of emptiness to me because I did play Castlevania first. And then when you play Simon's Quest, it's kind of like, where'd everybody go? Like, there's no bosses oh, in yeah. the castles. Is this game complete or what? <laughs> it's like they substituted yeah. the bosses for just totally inscrutable quests with broken English. <laughs> there's that, but there's also the sense of like, here's this horrible world you have to explore and no one's really going to guide you. It was like really ahead of its time, well, even though it was, you know, uh, questionable execution. I mean, it definitely was ahead of its time. It has a day-night cycle, for crying out loud. Yeah! <laughs> what a horrible night for a curse. The morning sun has vanquished the horrible night. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved all of it. Even though it's like, oh no, the, night, uh, the monsters are so much worse. I uh, love the implication there so are good. non-horrible nights on which to have a curse. <laughs> some, yes, some right. nights when you've got an obligation you you don't want to fulfill, like you've got to go do a podcast or something. You'd like, I wish I could just beg off. I wish I could say I had a curse, but yeah. I'm I'm thinking now, is it not Simon's Quest? It's Simon's Curse? No, it's Simon's Quest. You were right the first time. I believe it's okay. Simon's Quest. Okay. Yeah. I liked the idea once I got into it and like read about them or in some video game magazine or something that he was cursed because he killed Dracula. Yeah. And the idea was he had to bring him back to kill uh, him yes, again. Yes. It's just like this is some excellent grade A video game logic. How, I love it. How is your second plot so freaking convoluted? How could you not think of something a little more sensible? I also like that it's called Simon's Quest, though, because um, it looks a lot like Zelda 2. Like, it has exactly, it precisely the same it visual does. display yeah. as Zelda 2. And Zelda 2 is called The Adventure of Link. And what I absolutely adore about that is these two linked games that are very, very similar both have the most redundant, stupid, like... How was the first yeah. game not Simon's Quest? How was the first one not the adventure of Link? They all read, like, it's the same character. <laughs> it's like, in this one, yeah. the protagonist is is the protagonist still. Good title. Both of those, I think, have a really horrible reputation. And on going back to them, I think they're kind of brilliant in some ways. Zelda 2 is also oh, Dark yeah. Souls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> hardcore. So hard. So much harder than the original one. Yep. Anyway, all right. Um, so I thought very briefly we could talk about why horror games are so effective versus movies. Because I think there's a really, you know, I, a lot of people I know love horror movies and yet can't stand playing horror games. Yeah. Um, and I completely get it because yeah. I remember I was telling you this, Harry, because I, I just, I was telling you both that I just started playing Resident Evil 2 Remake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think even you told me about it, that, like, that you started that yet. Oh, yeah. I, oh, well, you just didn't see it in the chat. Anyway, wow. but yeah. Um, it's scary as shit, isn't it? <laughs> I, well, I mean, Sorry. I bought it on sale, like, in 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was just sitting around all by myself. Uh, and, like, by sitting around all by myself and constantly looking for a job and getting, like, anxious and depressed, I just couldn't, like, build up the energy to, like, play it. Like, I just would, no, I don't want to, I can't. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah. thing with Alien Isolation, which we'll talk about I have later. A, oh, boy. Yeah. I I have like just and so I finally and I I did it because I was like oh I want to show my girlfriend this, um, and then I start playing and be like God why did I wait so long this game's awesome <laughs> yeah it's it's really good yeah, yeah I think it's, it's my favorite one in the series and it is easily far and away without exception the scariest out of all of them <laughs> uh, I don't know I think seven was I haven't played seven honestly 
That's why. Oh, I was okay, fair. Fair. Um, but yeah, I, it's excellent. It's it incredible. Is. Like, it makes me completely rethink the idea of remakes, because for the most part, remakes kind of make me go, eh. Oh, by far, by far. I think, uh, for me, like, um, when someone says game remake, it definitely, um, I mean, honestly, uh, even the first one for the GameCube and oh, the yeah. RUT remake, those two, those two, I think, are, like, the gold standard for oh, absolutely. remakes and games. It's just, like, they're both great. The remake of Resident Evil is phenomenal. It's so good. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've replayed that, like, three times. Because it's just like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go explore that mansion again. Yeah, that's... Cause yeah. It's just solid. Those two remakes compare kind of interestingly because I think Resident Evil 2, the original version of the game, is still the best at being Resident Evil 2. But I think the remake is a better game. It's fun. It's more fun. It's scarier. It's better made. But it's it, it occasionally dodges some of the plot points and forgets to do a few things that the actual game originally oh, yeah. did. Um, whereas yeah, whereas yeah. the remake of Resident Evil 1 is both a better game and a better version of Resident Evil 1. The only thing the original has on it is the extraordinarily delicious cheese. And that is, <laughs> and that is preserved for all time anyway. So that's okay. Wow, I was what a away. mansion. It's forest. <laughs> oh my god. god! I remember that movie opening to the original Resident Evil. Oh, so good. Yeah. Anyway, so but like briefly, the reason I think that people, at least from my experience, like why horror games are so much more effective, I could watch almost every horror, almost no horror movies make me tense. Like sometimes they do, but it, pretty rarely, and I watch them mm -hmm. really very regularly not just at halloween i just love horror movies like i pay for shutter because it's a, it's a curated streaming service that's just horror right but yeah. horror games on the other hand oh. unless it's one i know really well there's almost always a moment when like i i, I have to like put off playing it like even when i'm excited like i put yeah. off playing resident evil 7 even though i everything i saw that i thought i'm like this looks incredible i can't believe they've completely gone back and like redesign it's it been something i've been screaming about for years oh I yeah just hated Everything that Resident Evil had been doing since four, post basically. four, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even the side games, I just didn't like them, and I was just like, I, "You guys gotta like update shit." And Seven was like, "Oh my, this is everything I've wanted," uh, and I still held off for like eleven months because <laughs> it's just like, "Oh, I don't know." No pleasing gamers, is there, geez. even when you give them what they want, they're just like, "I'm tired." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, "Oh, do I really?" want to get stressed out right now <laughs> yeah yeah it is like that for sure yeah. isolation you're just more in it honestly oh i'm yeah. sure yeah whereas a movie you're just kind of watching in the game i don't know it's up to you like, yeah the, the tension is so much more effective it's definitely all about because uh, it immerses you and you're the one making the decisions because i could say yeah. movies and like and like oh it's like oh that's dumb it's like oh this character yeah, exactly. it's like if i were in there i wouldn't do that and then, like, I go into, like, I start playing a horror game. And, like, I was like, that was a dumb decision. What are you doing? But I'm yelling at myself <laughs> because right. I'm yeah. panicking. And, you have and then, to like, oh, decisions. the panic is real. Like, you'll get in this situation. Even in, like, old school Resident Evil games, I know by, you know, by fucking heart. And it's just like, oh, my, how did I let that zombie get me? Like, I'm just yeah. you're sitting there, like, panicking for a moment. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's because uh, in a horror movie, they have to make a decision. And in the game, you have to make a decision. And that's a very yeah, yeah. big difference in the fear because the fear won't get better. The things will keep getting worse until you do something. <laughs> yeah, which means there's pressure on you to act, not just to watch the scary thing. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I I was I'm in the sewers at Resident Evil 2. I I, mean, you know, I won't spoil anything if anyone hasn't played it, but uh, there's these enemies that 
that poison you, and I oh, got a, I got poisoned and got oh. away from them, and then I I just kept running forward, and then four or five more of them popped out, and I just kept dodging them, and I didn't get caught again, but I was literally limping with the poison mm. animation for like yeah. three rooms until I finally found a blue herb, and I literally. Like, my heart was racing so fast. I'm like, I'm going to die any second. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, the room that has those guys <laughs> did in I it. I save last? The room that has, yeah. like, a bunch oh. of those guys in it is one oh, of the most God. unpleasant, scary experiences just trying it's, to get through it's it. A... <laughs> Sometimes... That was the first. I was like, wow, you guys have upped the yeah, game. Like, yeah. fuck, Mr. fuck Mr. X. This is way scary. Spooky right? as shit. Right. Although I did, like... Mr. X. Was Mr. X is one of the best game, oh, yeah. game game elements I've ever seen added to a game. I was I yeah. literally my girlfriend was like crouching against me and just be like, "Oh my god, how do you kill him?" I'm like, "I don't think he can." <laughs> like, you, you, I knocked his hat off of him, and I, and I got a trophy, and I'm like, "Oh great, thanks." I don't give a <laughs> shit. The first time you knock his hat off him, he gets pissed off and comes at you twice yeah. as fast too. <laughs> yep, yep. He's way worse than like, the remake. Oh yeah, like genuinely oh, because yeah. like like at least in the original it was like. It was like okay, he's going to be here. Wasn't anything in the original. Yeah, it's like okay, he's going to be here. You know, it's like I've saved up my ammo, just dump it into him, then you know, or run, go to the next room. But in the remake, not like he chases you everywhere, and you know, oh, you turn a corner, and, and you get like, into a save room, and you can hear him walking outside, and you're like, oh no, I have to, oh oh, and then you like psych yourself up to run out, and then he just yeah. comes around the corner and fucking hail haymakers you into the ground. Yeah, yeah, they use a trick that I first saw in. Doom, the original Doom, which is a horror game, um, in spite of also oh, being totally. a massively an action game and probably predominantly an action game. But in the the second episode of the last uh, the last mission where you fight the cyber demon, the first thing you know about him oh. is you come out of your central room. There's a couple of desultory monsters just sitting around, just just to force you to shoot your gun once. And as soon as he hears you shoot your gun, kachunk kachunk kachunk, oh, <laughs> you hear no. his footsteps coming in the background, and it's terrifying and they we they weaponize that in, in remake because hearing his footsteps above you on the floor it's like oh shit yeah. what room is he in i know where he is or you just, just suddenly run like 15 rooms away <laughs> and you're like okay i think i lost him and you do for a bit and then and he's just you know it's such oh it's so good but uh yeah let's get into let's get into the subject so talk, where are we talking about resident evil so let's just like sure we'll come talk sure we'll come resident back evil. yeah oh we're gonna talk <laughs> we're just talking yeah, we're gonna switch from resident evil to resident evil i approve well, just, you know, <laughs> just moving down the list yeah um resident evil was probably it wasn't the first one but i would say it's the most effective like initial it was the first time i played a game that made me feel like an actual horror yeah movie same here could make you feel definitely i played it when it came out we're, I'm old, uh, mm. and we had a. My buddy had a PlayStation. I didn't have one yet. My buddy had a PlayStation, but we did not have a memory card. Oh, my and friends had this exact experience. We played yeah. through the whole game all night, literally until the sun came up, until the ending, um, <laughs> and somehow didn't die once. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I, because I was so used to games, I didn't understand the whole memory card thing. I didn't. I'd never had one before, so. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. We just like played it. It like just it, we started at like six p.m. and just like kept going. It's a long game too. <laughs> original. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. Fuck. It. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah, Visible. fucking. And, and and it you know, I think they didn't do a great job like telling you ahead of time that hey, you don't actually have to kill every enemy yes. in front of you. Yeah. And so I'm just used to games like you know Castlevania and Zelda, and, like you kill everything in front of you. Uh, and by the end, we were so light on ammunition. 
that when we found that rocket launcher at the very end, it was just like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> like, how do you kill this tyrant motherfucker? Yeah. Oh, they gave us a rocket launcher. Oh, my God, thank you. Which they had in the helicopter, because that's where you keep your, yeah. your rocket launchers. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You no, know, Brad piloting the helicopter and also kicking that rocket launchers while he's doing that. Yeah, I, just I, perfectly so that Chris can can grab it in the air. Brad yeah. Vickers, chief of health and safety, throws a rocket launcher at you out of a fucking <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> um, oh man, those games though, like the fucking beginning of all those games, you press start and it goes Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil, the fucking best. Dude. In fact, my <laughs> biggest problem with RE2 remake is that it doesn't say it. Yeah, I know, right? I actually modded I like, it back in. Of course you Oh, did. nice. <laughs> I had to. I was just like, oh, I've got to get that Resident Evil. Because like my girlfriend had never played. She watched all those movies, um, and she was like, oh, fun. I've never actually played one of these games. Like, she plays games, but she never well, played good, that one. Because they don't spoil it. The, the, the movies don't spoil the games at all. <laughs> no, not at all, yeah. Um, and um, I was like, oh, just wait. Watch. I'm going to press start. It's the best. And it does it. And then it just started. And she was like, what? <laughs> what is it? And, and I'm like. I've been nothing. betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I literally looked it up on YouTube and be like, this is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know why they left that out. <sighs> so it's heartbreaking. It is. It is. It's, it's like a James Bond without a uh, gun barrel sequence. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, also I just always get... loved that so much. Yeah. Resident Evil. It's funnier when there's a number. The Resident Evil. Two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jackal. Oh, oh no, nah, I was saying, um, I had to get that DLC for the the, the original soundtrack in the R2 remake on oh, Steam. Yeah. I picked that up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what? Uh, it'd be nice if this was in the original game, but, you know, I've, I gotta put it back. <laughs> I sure. bought it. I caved in. I was just like, it, it's worth it, in my opinion. Yep. Music makes it, I mean, we were talking about the other day with one of the other games we're going to talk about. Like, music in these games is actually, like, wildly good. Oh, especially the classics. Absolutely. Like, Resident Evil, I mean, like, just the save room music from the old Resident Evils. It's just so, it's just so, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yep. And Silent Hill, I mean, Silent Hill is fucking built on oh, this great. Silent Hill is yeah. literally, I mean, the first three games, and the fourth one to a lesser extent, their soundtracks are just incredible just so avant-garde yep uh, and like spooky and then like sometimes it'll be like this weird like pop music almost you know i mean the 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 mm -hmm. the, the the main theme for the first game is like oh, this so kind of jaunty fucking guitar yes song like it just and it's just like but i hear it and i go uh oh da -da 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 -da. <laughs> yeah so good uh, the main theme for the, the third new... one is like a pop song <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, but they're spooky, because they're all uh, Kiri Yamioka music, and very classic. good at scary music. He's very talented, yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about Silent Hill. Silent Hill, man, the first time I played Silent Hill, um, I genuinely turned it off after, like... <laughs> yeah. It is scary. It is oppressive. Oh, like, people were like, oh, you like Resident Evil, you should play Silent Hill. I'm like, alright, yeah, I love Resident Evil, man. I'm fucking... I, I'm, I'm fucking... 
pro at horror games seriously 30 minutes and i was like all right i, I don't know what's going on here this game is stressing me the fuck out yeah, it's a little <laughs> different going from dawn of the dead to jacob's ladder it's like whoa, whoa, oh, what's yeah. going on here what's well, not even like you you don't even get into the really weird shit in the beginning of sound hill it's just wandering around in that fog waiting for something to come out of the fucking you know fog to kill oh, you and right. like and then the radio starts like giving that static and it's just like i'm gonna have a heart attack <laughs> Oh boy, the alley at the start. <laughs> that alley's oh amazing. Oh boy, that alley. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, and I think as opposed to, I mean, Resident Evil's great and I love it, but it's pretty hokey in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Silent Hill is just absolutely unsettling at every. I mean, there's lots of hokiness in it, but you com- I completely forget about it until I replay them because all I think about is like the music and the tone of the of the the cutscenes and how like otherworldly everybody that you run into seems like that scene in the first one where you run back into the the last time you see the nurse and she that yep. all that blood starts cascading oh, yeah. down her face and he just closes the fucking door on her like, oh yeah he he dips oh Rip, yeah, i was like what no sorry lisa we're done here yeah lisa garland really got this right on the stick on that tragic character tragic yeah i mean the good ending she you know yeah fair enough got a reprieve on that so um like you were saying there's still some hokiness the hokiness totally works for it for for me as well because especially in the first two games (laughs) and and they get shit for this and i saw somebody talking about how much he loved silent i think it was actually like a big youtuber oh it was it was josh strife was talking about how great silent hill 2 is except for the voice acting and it's like, no, are you an idiot? Like yeah, the way they all boring. sound completely stoned and out of it and half asleep for both of those and first the games and the dialogue, the dialogue f- feeds into it. It works for me because they all seem off, yes. including the protagonist. My favorite part in Silent Hill 2, far and away, and it's no spoiler because it's a nothing moment. The protagonist has been chased by this horrifying pointed headed, terrible <laughs> metal monster covered in blood that's just, just going fucking nuts like a ravening id everywhere. And it's been chasing him and he's freaked out. And he finds this fat weirdo puking into a toilet. And he he wants to talk to this guy in the middle of this horror escape, but he's not sure he should because... And he says to this man, <laughs> verbatim, this is the dialogue and the delivery. Hey, you're not friends with that red pyramid thing pyramid are you thing. are you yeah. <laughs> such a good line it doesn't have friends <laughs> the thing <laughs> is like this half naked dude carrying this giant hunk of metal he sharpened into a sword but it's like clearly just a piece of rusting metal and like a mannequin like, he doesn't speak yeah. the dude doesn't have like coffee buddies <laughs> oh yeah we've got each other's email like what the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know well you know i grew up with him so <laughs> yeah yeah our parents were friends, so we had to be. Yeah. We met each other in the school. Like, what were these fucking fucking? <laughs> but they all seem so yeah. coked out, and it adds to the atmosphere. Well, they're all just so like. It's like they've been in that world too long, even though it's yeah. really unclear how long they've been in this otherworldly situation or what it is that they're seeing versus what. Um, right, James. That's not Harry. Yeah. What's his name? James. J- James. James. Um, that was my favorite part of the third one. Uh, is when someone tells oh, Heather, God. like, oh, they're monsters to you? That is, yeah, that is of course, yeah. the best moment in the whole series. Because that's just... Oh, my God. Freaks the fuck and it's out. just like, oh, my yeah. oh my God, have you been killing people? Like, it's so, oh, <laughs> so fucking amazing. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the lady in the second one, that's the 
not the first time you ran to, because the first time you ran to is this weird thing in the graveyard. But the lady with the knife, you know, and she's staring. Oh, yeah. I forget her name. Angela. But she's staring into Angela. Yeah, Angela. And that whole scene is, like, filmed so that you can see the reflections all the time. And the reflections in that game are incredible because of, like, they just mimicked it. They yes. literally recreated the, yes. the so that both the <laughs> models were there. But it's such a great trick because reflections are still something that's hard to do in games. Um, and you see this ref- double reflection where she's like literally staring into a mirror, but staring into the reflection of the knife. And it, she's talking nonsense. Yeah. Oh, she's that's terrific. Yeah, the dialogue is fantastic at Silent Hill. Like it's. It's so clearly inspired by things like Twin Peaks. Um, oh, yeah. It was foretold by Gyromancy. Gyromancy! <laughs> <laughs> Behold the flower rose! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... So, you know, that kind of has a strong impetus to why we're having this podcast, because mm-hmm. we were all mm-hmm. talking endlessly about that new revelation about the new Silent Hill games oh, they're coming yeah, out definitely. with. After literally 10 years of nothing, right. of silence, oh. <laughs> uh, and the cancellation of easily one of the most promising projects I'd ever seen in my life. Silent Hills. Uh, Silent Hills. Oh, no. Man, I still think about that. I, I will never get rid of my PS4 because it has PT on it. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Fucking Konami is um, completely retreating from making video games. Well, here they come coming back, though. Surprise. So, I never would have thought that would happen. I don't trust them, but yeah. I'm very excited. I mean, I just saw, I mean, I linked you guys earlier this YouTube video that was going in detail yeah. about the, the new uh, Silent Hill F. F yeah. And I'm so, I like, was already excited. That's looked promising but, already. Yeah, I was about to say. But if you watch that video, at Gaming News, uh, who pretty much all their content is Silent Hill stuff, um, they, like, really break it down, like, what the you know the letter why it's it's for forte and then like why that grave matters and all these like oh it's so good and it is like people are already complaining online it's like, oh it's it's set in japan but silent hill's a town in america it's like yeah but from the second game like they have said like silent hill is not a place it's a state yeah. of mind yeah you know? i mean yeah the fourth game takes place almost entirely not within the bounds of silent hill itself mm-hmm. It's like that the other town starts with an A or something. I forgot. Yeah, it's like right next door. Yeah, but like the I love that concepts escape from the town. They follow people and yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I love the implication that it like there's like this like web of like I don't know infection or something that is like tracing these lines because Mm -hmm. the the superintendent of his building is actually James's dad. Yeah, yeah. Frank, yeah, Frank. Oh, I remember when that part... I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of that game, although it is pretty good. Um, but I remember that part. I was just like, oh, oh no, wait a minute. See, that game did the uh, did the original Resident Evil 2 version of Mr. X, which is to say the scripted one that chases you sometimes. They did that about as well as I yeah. think you can possibly do with... I think his name is Walter, yeah. the villain in, 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 mm-hmm. in Silent Hill 4. Because when he comes yeah. at you and he's just... He's totally cheerful and calm, and he's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you for the next five minutes. I'm going to come towards you and kill you, and you just have to run back through the level to avoid him. And and he's totally implacable, and he's got no reason, no explanation for what he's up to until the end. And it works. It's it's, it's, Four four works in a completely different way because, of course, it wasn't meant to even be a Silent Hill game. Um, Sure. But it's not as good Um, at being a Silent Hill game as the others are, but it's still a very unsettling horror. 
I think he's I mentioned think, it too, isn't he? Um, in one of like the newspaper. Yeah, he's one of the people that the cuttings. pyramid. He was talking about how pyramid head spurred him to murder some people or something like that in the newspaper. Yeah. I really was pretty into it, except for the whole weapon degradation oh, thing. Because yeah. yeah. in that kind of game, I, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. But um, I was pretty into it until I realized about halfway through when they're just going to repeat all the levels you just did in reverse. Yeah, while you're being chased. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. This is lame. I don't want to do this. Um, but I did like the idea of being trapped in your apartment and the weird magical hole to, in reality and stuff. And, and watching and, your neighbors. and Yeah, and I really like the idea that you could just constantly go back and you could get healed in your apartment until you couldn't anymore. It was like this really good fuck you. That was the best thing. That's, I think, the single best yeah. mechanic in that game was the way that they made you rely on the safety of your apartment. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you, and everything else is so fucking scary and bleak and unpleasant, but you can go back to the apartment and just walk around and like play text adventure, play play graphical adventure, <laughs> and click on things and get yeah. text descriptions and stuff, and look through peepholes, and then they fucking take that away and nowhere safe anymore. Oh, you know what? That um, I'll pop back through this real quick. But that reminds me. Um, I think in three, I forgot. I'm, I remember in one of the safe rooms. I think Nemesis can chase into one of the safe rooms in three. <laughs> yeah. And then in Resident yeah. Evil Two, there's that zombie in the that. Oh, shoot, I think it's the guardhouse on the outside of the police in the precinct in the RPD precinct. Um, in one of the loading, in one of the loading. Yes. Zone. Yeah, like the zombies come through the door at you, and it's just like now you can't trust like the either of those <laughs> anymore. Totally. It's yes, just like you never know. Well, in RE2 make when you know you use the main foyer as a save room so many times, and then when Mister X just follows you right in, and it just happens to be the same time when the when the cop has finally died and turned into a zombie, uh. so I'm running around in a circle, and then motherfucker gets up and attacks me, and I was just like, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Uh. And the best thing <laughs> is, straight about. you can still save at that typewriter. <laughs> at least you can. Yeah, <laughs> you can save while there's oh, a man, man chasing you. Um, yeah, in, in three, uh, the original version of three, I haven't played. Uh, Three mic. Uh, in the original version of three, there is a save room where you can save and you can rifle through your stuff or whatever. And then suddenly, and the happy music is playing like you're in a safe place, blah blah. And then suddenly, there's a really loud clunk and dust falls from the ceiling, and the fucking save music stops. And the game's like, "Yeah, you're fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> found you." But yeah, that thing you were talking about where the loading screens. Every Resident Evil uh, game, the original bunch, <clears throat> in order to extremely poorly hide the fact they're loading the environments they show you a door in in a black background and then they zoom in on the handle and then the handle turns and then the door opens and then you go into your next room but yeah like jackal was saying one of the doors in resident evil 2 it does that and the door opens and zombies come out (laughs) so fucking good so not even safe because i had been thinking that was going to happen for two games (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like all, every time it happened in one every time it happened in two I'm like there's gonna be one where they trick you and the monster's gonna come out and it didn't happen and I swear to god I had finally let that go by the time three had come out you know so for two and a half years I've been playing these games and then suddenly it was just like oh shit they did get you they're great at that <laughs> even even playing the long game Jackal do you uh, you remember the difference between the dog hallway in the original game and the remake oh shoot yeah, um, isn't one when you... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think one's when you're going... I think in the original, when you... When you're when you going back. there... 
it, the dogs come in. And then in the remakes, when you come back, yes, in the original, you go yeah. down this hallway and you walk past a window, and then the window shatters, and a dog jumps in and chases you and attacks mm-hmm. you, and then the next window does the same thing. And in the remake, you're expecting it. They know you're expecting mm-hmm. it, so you mm-hmm. walk past that went past that window, <laughs> and you hear a crack, and some glass comes falling out of it, and nothing happens, and you're like, oh, so you leave, and you forget. And then you walk back through that hallway to get back to where you were, and the dogs come through the windows. I just straight up yelped, like out loud, straight up. No, no, no! It's great, isn't it? You've probably been that getting a bunch of that in two time. as well, in the two remake. Yeah, a bunch of that in two. Two um, actually does it to I excess, do, to be honest. They do it a lot, but I, but two originally had that a, a bunch of times too, where like you'd be past the windows and stuff, and then they'd bust in. Um, the best one is the, the best one is the subtle one is the first time you see the liquor in the original version of two because you walk past a window and it oh, walks yeah. past the window on the wall oh, on the other side yeah, and it's just like classic. blink and you miss it <laughs> and then they didn't do that in the remake and you're like oh they didn't they made it much more oh obvious. they didn't yeah do... yeah I saw because you see it, like you it's like directly in front of you and you see it cross yeah. on, on the window but what was cool about it is um, in that room like. And for the next several rooms, I was like, okay, where's this liquor? Where, yes. When's it coming? And so I was super tense, and it didn't come out until like I came back through that hallway, I think, and it busted through the ceiling. There are a few things. Was just like, sorry, there are a few things like that where I was waiting for something to happen and it didn't happen, and I was irritated because I'm like, okay, it's a remake, and they're like, haha, you thought this was going to happen, it didn't happen. And, and, and I still enjoyed the way they did it and enjoyed the way they recontextualized mm-hmm. it, but I was a little annoyed, and then I played through the uh, second versions of the same scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the bees. And like I don't I'm not going to say anything or spoil anything, but anything that irritated me they fixed. <laughs> they yeah. they they curate the experience of that so well. They're like he's going to expect this and then it's not going to happen and then it's going to happen somewhere else and it's going to scare him, but he'll still be a little irritated that it didn't happen and then we'll make it happen somewhere else. <laughs> they 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 manage you their know- expectations so well. Something that I think they did poorly in the original one was they did not um, really guidepost you to all the weapons. Mm. Uh, I actually missed the grenade launcher in Claire's run. Ooh, oh dear! Yeah. In the police That's station, rough. and I did not, I did not know that that was a thing until I was in all the way at the end. You with your fucking bow like, gun, <laughs> and the oh. boat, and I was out of ammunition of everything, including the bow gun. Like it was oh. just like. How do you play this game? Now? Like, what is it? What am I missing? Suck. And like, there was, and at that, at least at that point, there was internet, and so I was able to like look up shitty, like it was like game facts or something. Yeah. And I just like reading through the whole thing and just being like, okay. And then and I'm like, what did I miss? And it's like really not clear because I just missed the grenade launcher. Yeah. And I'm like, where? I have all this ammunition. Where is this grenade? Oh, it's back in the police station. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! So I literally. Yeah had to restart the whole It's thing. almost essential to to cut down oh, yeah. all the Birkin and all the G oh, oh yeah. Way yeah, shorter. I mean, the, way way shorter. It's, it's so important. Yeah. I mean the yeah. liquor's one flame round dead. Yeah. <laughs> same with same uh, with the God, I, plant guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's like Ivies or something. Yeah, Ivies. How far did you get in the remake, uh, Gregory? I am in the sewers now. Oh right. Okay. So we won't. So we won't I'm talk about pretty far, but we won't talk about no, the last. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. You know, I'm. You know, I figure I, nothing has been surprising except for the sewers with that monster. The, like totally, I feel like that monster wasn't 
even in the original? Or it's way different than the original? It's kind, I don't it's know. kind of like a, a version of, of Burke and only they've made right. alternate versions yeah. of them and there's multiple of them. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I fought Burke in the remake and they just go, they just called him G uh, and, I, and I'm just like, hey, that guy's got a big eye and I'm like, isn't that Birkin? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's pretty smart. Having you fight him in the, I think it's the boiler room or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very God, close. That fight's irritating. <laughs> It was rough. That yeah. shit was rough. I only want, like, I died three or four times, uh, and then the only reason I ended up killing him was, or not killing him, but uh, you know how you could do that uh, when somebody grabs you, you can drop, you can either stab yeah. him or yep. drop a flash grenade. Yeah. I happened to have one of the frag grenades. Yep, that's that's and, exactly and how I And I dropped the frag grenade, and like, and then he's like, Whoa! and he flew off the edge, and I was like, thank God I had that fucking grenade. <laughs> fucking go away. <laughs> Oh, so frustrating. I really, like, I really dislike bosses that are just like, oh, you really can't stop them. You just have to, like, outlast them. Like, no, this is not. I I believe in the Dark Souls boss. I can kill anything. I'm not generally even a fan of Resident (laughs) Evil's bosses. It's usually everything else that I like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, their bosses are never that great. Although I do still think that giant snake in the original is pretty great. Some of them are done right. Oh, Yawn. Yeah, Yawn's pretty bad. Yeah. But... Uh, anyway, anyway, Resident Evil. Some some of them are downright evil, like uh, Code Veronica's uh, plane tyrant. That's you terrible. Don't have <laughs> That's appalling. Yeah. You can just not be able to keep playing the game because there's no ammunition yeah. and you're on a fucking airplane. <laughs> yeah. Code Veronica actually introduces like three or four moments where, oops, you can't keep playing the game. <laughs> oh, you yeah, didn't put yeah. all or your items just in the box. Out. Too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just lose out and stuff. It's just like, they didn't even warn you. Like, not even like a, no. hey, we might be doing this. It's just, oh, oops, Yeah, that's sorry. really bad. Oh, you're going to switch characters in this game. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, but if you have a key item. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too bad. But uh, let's, uh, let's maybe we keep going. Oh, yeah. Um, so you, you brought up Doom, and I thought we could just kind of group Doom and Blood, uh, the retro shooters, kind of in one conversation. Yeah, I've been playing lots and lots of Doom. I've been playing, um, I played Doom when it was out which is to say when i was yeah. seven because uh, it came out in 1993 yeah. but i've been playing i thought it was 91 the original doom is 93 i think wolfenstein is 91 92 oh yeah you're yeah. right you're right you're um right. but i've been playing them all I, i'd originally played through all of doom and most of doom 2 before i got tired because it's tedious but this time i got through all of doom and I'm through all of doom 2 and now i'm playing the officially released but made by modders for id um pseudo sequels to doom and then i'm gonna keep playing and keep playing and it's just so much fun. Are you gonna play three? I'm gonna. I don't even mind three. I like three. Oh, I love three. Um, and it's just a very different game. Yeah, it's the survival horror game. Like the, basically, the fact that it's not like Doom means it's bad at being a Doom game, and somehow everybody mm-hmm. thinks that means it's a bad game, and they insist yeah. that like you need to be able to have nonsense. You need to you need the mod, which is now official and is the whole game, and you can't even buy the game the way it was released yeah. anymore. You need the mod where you have a flashlight on your gun. It's like yes. Definitely. You need to take away the only <laughs> mechanic that made the game unique and scary because right, everybody right. needs to play run and gun. Like, it's go play the Bethesda game. It's past 2016. You can play a Doom game that's called Doom that's like Doom. Stop breaking Doom 3. It's spooky. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I do wish yeah. Shotgun was just, just a little better. <laughs> yeah, the Shotgun is, like, weirdly not as effective as I wanted yeah, to it's, in, uh, in Doom 3. It's, yeah, it's, like, yeah. really disappointing. But Doom 3 in is general, really, like actually legitimately oh, yeah. horror game 
in the whole series. Oh, it's so oh, scary. Yeah. And it's so terrifying. scary. Like, all the way through. Like, I mean... From the moment, you, like from the moment you get off that little ship, and you're like, "What is this place? Is fucked up." <laughs> I fucking, yeah. I do think, I still think it, every yeah. character model in that game is so fucking hilariously bad. Oh yeah, they're I weird think, looking people. Yeah, I think weird prior, looking people. Yeah, sorry. Prior to Doom 2016, I think Doom 3 was like one of the only Doom games that really cultivated an atmosphere oh, yeah. and kept yes. that atmosphere through the well, entire game. Yeah, because like yeah. Doom's atmosphere is kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I look back on that now, but I remember when I first played it, I found it pretty pretty tense. Well, yeah, when you first oh, yeah, play yeah, it, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's the best looking video game that's ever been made. It has lighting yeah. effects. Yeah. It has different levels and heights and colors and walls that move. It's three dimensional. No, oh, I get it. I get it. It's yeah, I, but it is still amazingly fun, but not in any way that's related to the fact that it's horror, which kind of moves yeah, beyond right. the point of this conversation. Like, Doom yeah. is fun because it is still faster and more explosive than most games yeah. you can buy now. <laughs> oh yeah, It's why that Doom 2016 game, yeah. uh, I don't know if y'all have played it, but yeah. it's why it's just so incredible. It because recaptures it, it isn't like the first game, but it seems to have captured the spirit yes, of it. Yeah. You know, uh, although I have not played uh, Doom Eternal, and I've heard that one is kind of like mixed bag. Um, but man, I I love Doom so much. I, I mean, it was you know very early on. I was pretty big fan of horror stuff, and a lot of these early retro shooters had you know even yeah. if they weren't scary, they were very informed by uh, horror movies and horror oh, yeah. imagery and blood, uh, you know, heavy metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Doom, and I love Doom Two, and I've played them both. I don't know how many times, yep. 20 times each, uh, easily. E- I mean, just so many times. I play them multiple times a year, usually. Although I normally just don't bother with the last boss for Doom 2. <laughs> it's just fucking annoying, and I hate it. That level is um, garbage. <laughs> it's stupid. It's so stupid. Here, get time your rocket launcher exactly. It's stupid. This is not why I play this game. Um, but um, Blood, oh, Blood, which I had not played until last year, is genuinely spooky. Uh, it's fun and it's funny, uh, and it's kind of wild and wacky, and you can throw dynamite at people. But I also think there's a lot of parts in that game that are like, man, I'm so tense. There's these zombies coming out of the ground. And all I got is a fucking pitchfork. <laughs> I haven't played Blood, and I should because um, and this, this, is, oh, this is probably a good so public good. service announcement to make since this is probably going up in a day or two anyway. Um, yeah. the, the Steam Horror sale for Halloween is on until the 1st of November. And, like, Doom is, is like a dollar or something. Uh, but Blood is like oh, $3, yeah. and they've made an enhanced version of it that works really well. Yeah, and the enhanced version is excellent. Yeah. Because the old it's version great. is really hard to get playing on, like, say, Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and the enhanced version is super faithful, even with the shitty parts of Blood, <laughs> yeah. which is if you duck when you're fighting, like... Some of the flying enemies, they like basically can't hit you. The like your hitbox goes away, uh, and they were so true to it, they kept that, uh, which is really funny. But um, Doom, or, I'm sorry, Blood is so informed by horror movies. Oh. Like, there's so many levels in it that are just completely, um, like, hey, you played Evil Dead, hey, or hey, you watched Evil Dead, hey, you watch Frankenstein. Like, it's just, it's just that. Blood's level <laughs> design is. Uh, incredible. It's it is immaculate. <laughs> That's yeah. all I have to say. It's very immaculate. I mean, it's still impressive. The train level yeah. is still. Oh, impressive. I love that train level. Uh, it's just so. It's like how was this game made twenty five years ago? It's so impressive. 
Um, it's kind of weird too because um, that's the period when there's two first-person shooter engines that are basically mm-hmm. fighting each other. There's the one made for Doom and the one made for Duke Nukem, and the one made for Doom yeah. made Hexen and Heretic, which are both horror fantasy games, which are related. Awesome. And the one They're for awesome. Duke Nukem made Blood, and it, yeah. it's like the main the main games were cool action games. And then yeah. everybody who took those engines and licensed them from the companies mm-hmm. went, I'm going to make a fucking scary game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Hexen and Heretic, were, I liked those games. Almost. Back then, I liked them better than Doom because I thought the magic was cooler. Yeah, they're deeper. Now, it's I like, like Doom better. But Doom is it engine um, and build engine, yeah, but, I think. Whereas like Duke Nukem is kind of stupid and like really is aged poorly like politically. Like, <laughs> gross. But Duke Nukem blood, forever blood is still is... aged poorly. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Duke Nukem is Blood is, like, classic. Like, I played Blood and was, like, impressed and was, like, laughing at the lines. The the main character, I forget his name, Jacob or something. Caleb. Um, Oh, Caleb, yeah. Um, Like, he starts singing show tunes at one point. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's so funny. And it's so creepy. And it's, like, it's everything. It's everything that's good about horror movies. Because horror movies are oftentimes just as funny as they are creepy oh yeah i mean you see that in the yeah. evil dead where the first one is scary oh, yeah. the second yeah. one is outrageously scary and gross but funny and the third yeah. one doesn't even have the time to be scary or gross because it's too busy <laughs> being funny funny yeah yeah and then i don't know have you ever seen the show i haven't but i understand it's a mix of okay. those things yeah it is Excellent. Uh, first of all, I have to say, I am an Evil Dead, like, obsessive. I like every single thing, except for the games. Oh, every okay, single thing that's it. come out. <laughs> no, the games are terrible. But every single thing, every movie, even the remake and the TV show, they're all immaculate. They're, yeah. they're fucking amazing. They never lost their se- They're making a new reboot next yeah. year. Or it's Ooh, not even a wow. reboot. Uh, it's technically kind of a sequel, but I don't think Bruce Campbell's going to be because he's old as shit. Um <laughs> And I can't, cannot wait. Like, I just rewatched the whole series, including all the movies, again. Like, I've done it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask your opinion on the um, on the Evil Dead. I think it's like a, it's almost like an RE clone, almost. But then uh, you preface it with, uh, not the game, so I figured you wouldn't have a real <laughs> oh, positive yeah, no. opinion I on did, this. I, I, you know, I did buy them and played them. Um, I even played... That they made a Pitfall game for PlayStation Two, I think, and I bought it because it was Bruce Campbell uh, yeah. was doing the voiceover. And, that's, you know, that's not a good game either. Uh, <laughs> but it's just anything Bruce Campbell's in, I'm gonna fucking watch. Yeah, that's I, get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But let's let's shift gears because uh, Parasite E. Oh, immaculate! It's perfect. I love Parasite uh, E. I just replayed it on my Vita last year, and I was blown away by how fucking spooky that game still is. Right? It's I've... so spooky. Harry, have you played that? I haven't played it, but I know a lot about it because I have a friend who just adored it and like told me the whole plot mm-hmm. over the course wow. of recess um, over funny. several days. So I, <laughs> I, I know Parasite Eve. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough... It's... Oh, yeah, go on. Go I on. didn't have a PlayStation no, no, at the time. Go for it. Oh, funnily enough, I think after Parasite Eve, I was just like, man, it's like... Um, I couldn't find a copy of the novel in English, so um, I got like an EPUB of it, and then mm-hmm. uh, funnily enough, uh, I think you guys know I'm like half Japanese, so mm-hmm. my aunt uh, and my mom's family is still in Japan, so you know, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, uh, do you know if I could get a, a Japanese copy of Parasite Eve, like the novel? And then lo and behold, like three weeks later, shipping from my aunt, and it's uh, like a brand new copy of Parasite <laughs> Eve. I was oh, like, dang. Awesome. So I just have that, you know, just it's like it's Is just that like a out. light novel? No, it's a full, or is it full novel. Full? Oh, that's good. One of those yeah. paper uh, things. <laughs> Oh, I'm you know the Japanese yeah, light yeah, novel is like a oh, yeah. okay. Um, I, I asked because I just started reading for the first time because I always like these movies, mm-hmm. but I just started reading the Vampire Hunter D. Oh um, yeah, which are awesome. Although they're they're they have not aged well when it comes to uh, misogyny. Let's oh say. horror and misogyny, yeah. they're just best buds. Yes, <laughs> well Japanese horror, especially Japanese. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love Japanese culture and I love Japanese. Uh, media, but there are a lot of moments that make me go, ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Like, you know how you know somebody's a bad guy in uh, Vampire Hunter D? They, at some point, will threaten to rape somebody. Yeah. Like, it, like I've read three of those little white novels now, and there has never been a moment that the bad guy did not, at some point, threaten to rape just somebody. Just casually throw that it's in just there, like, yeah. why is that even being brought up right now? <laughs> just out of nowhere, he's, he looks off screen for a moment contemplatively and then just brings it up in conversation. Uh-oh. No, it's, sometimes it really is weird. Like, there'll be, like, a confrontation or something and people are, like, you know, getting ready to fight and, and then, like, someone will make some comment, like, fuck her to death. And it's like, what? Why? <laughs> we didn't need that. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> That's horrible. You know, uh, Parasite Eve actually has, like, a movie, a full movie from the original novel. I've yet I, to see it. I heard it's I, decent. It is pretty good. Oh, okay. um, it is. It's the the effects are not amazing. I bet. I bet it's uh, like nice. But it is. It, it has the atmosphere pretty pretty down. Okay. Honestly, it's pretty good. I've got to see. I've seen clips. So I've never seen the full movie. So you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not the same. Um, so we haven't really talked about the game at all. Um, oh, yeah. So Parasite Eve, if y'all don't know, is a horror game, but it's actually an RPG horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was done by Square Enix, the same people who did like fantasy, uh, Final fantasy, fantasy and yeah. Dragon Quest. Um, but you would—it's it, kind of like what if we took Resident Evil or Silent Hill and we just made it kind of turn-based? It's—it's it's not fully turn-based, 
because you still have to worry about like you know you when you get in a fight the enemies can like come and run and attack you and you have to wait until your timer sets up so you can get a shot off it's almost like an rts yeah as as weird as i describe it's almost like an rts yeah in some ways um and you know you brought it up i think yesterday but like Mm -hmm. it is so effective because it takes place in new york city but in a new york city that's been fully evacuated and i'm sure they did that because they didn't want to have to (laughs) you know it was it was on the original playstation one and there's no way they were going to show millions of people um but what that is effective in is that you keep finding yourselves in these places that should be full of people but aren't uh and it's just incredibly like lonely and you're just waiting for something to come out of the woodwork and attack you and then they do it's very famous places too like i think uh, in the mm-hmm. original you can get, i think there's this whole section i think in central park i think there's and, a whole part in central park there's a whole part in the chrysler, chrysler building. building yeah yeah um i think carnegie hall is where it's yeah starts, yeah, right? yeah yeah no yeah, yeah it's like infamous opera and then scene. yeah the opera <laughs> yeah the hall yeah oh and like it's so it's it's kind of hokey in some ways and the dialogue is kind of like questionable in terms of like the science and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, are you telling me that overall... the mitochondria have never rebelled against us? Really? Is that, are you trying, are you trying <laughs> yeah. to force that that pro mitochondrial yeah. narrative on us? Or... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, but it actually is like genuinely spooky. Yeah, um, definitely. The soundtrack helps. Even too. though you've got guns and 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 you end up getting you basically end up getting magic at some point. Um, yeah. It's it's got this atmosphere that like. Honestly, even like some of the Resident Evils never really felt like. I mean, Resident Evil felt yeah. like horrific and like, but like claustrophobic. This always felt like I don't know. I could go anywhere in the city. You can't actually, but like yeah. it feels like you could go anywhere in the city, and like, it's gonna be filled with horrible it shit. It feels grand, just like real news. Yes, right. Yeah, just honestly, just like you go anywhere horrible. there and feel, and you can find some horrible shit. Although, <laughs> like so many horror games, the last boss in that game is fucking bullshit. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. yeah, it's just uh... fuck off. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, run to the... Yeah. And like so many of these ones we talked about, this fucking soundtrack we oh. were talking about yesterday, Yoko. the soundtrack to Parasite Eve, I listen to it all the time, it's yeah, haunting. It's so great. Especially the operatics. I'm a huge fan of operatic stuff in the horror. Oh, yeah. Movie. It sets the tone, I mean, right yeah. from the beginning. This, this sense of, like, grandiose, like, artsy, you know, yep. but also horrific body horror. Uh, I mean... Just that, I mean, if you're not interested in necessarily playing it because it's fairly dated, which, you know, that's true uh, for the listeners, look up the original, the opening cutscene. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. It yep. is dated in terms of the quality of the CGI, but it is so horrifying. Mm-hmm. Watch. I don't even want to say what happens because I want people to go and yeah. check it out because it's so impressive. It is. Even now, I'm like, when I, re- when I replayed it, I was like, wow, that scene is still very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's, 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 it's wonderful. Um, and kind of because I didn't actually put it on the list, but I wanted to throw it out there for a second. The other RPG that is a horror game uh, is Kodelka. Um, oh, yeah. Which I never played in the original sense. And now if you try and get it, it's like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. The Silent um, Hill and everything else treatment. If you try to get the original on PS1s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, and I just finally said, fuck it. And I emulated it last year. Um, Criminal. And it is so fucking impressive. Kudelka is so well written. 
Like, not well-written for a game in the 90s. No. Well-written, period. Gosh. It's... The characters are so complex and so unpleasant at first. Like, there's so many layers to these characters that, like, mm-hmm. at first you're just like, these guys are all assholes. Until you, like, you know, because of you continuing to play the game and, and going through these events... And, and continue to watch these cutscenes where, like, you are actually listening. It's almost like watching a play. The dialogue is so well-written between mm-hmm. these three main characters. Um, and it's got a real old-world horror feel to yeah. it. It's got a real gothic horror to it, as opposed to some of these other games that are all, like, modern monsters and zombies. Oh, you know this is ghosts. That's probably why I mix up Haunting Ground and Kitako. Yeah. I mean, Haunting Ground is a very different game, but oh, yeah. I, I tonally... Tonally, they're... Although it's another one that has not aged terribly well when it comes to uh, gender politics and whatever. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Although so it's anyway, not, next we'll be not, talking not about as... Night Trap. <laughs> oh. yeah. it, dude, it is kind of Night Trappy. Like uh, every single, there's no oblique like references, but you get the real sense that like all these people want to like horribly assault this woman, and it's just like, oh god. Well, I mean, the her her uncle is probably the worst candidate out of those mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. subplot is just ugh. yeah this is always a thing that comes up in horror especially the the yeah. from the 80s yeah. and, and 90s and mm-hmm. 70s even yep. it's, it's it's why there's usually a woman who's the last person yeah. surviving in the horror movie it's because yeah. they imagine that that is a greater kind of horror the the threat to the woman and yeah. they carry it way too fucking far in a lot of that old stuff where it becomes actively it's a misogynist whole subset yeah it's there i am personally and I, at first i was very offended to it about it you know just because of the gender politics and how horrible it is and misogynist it is mm-hmm. but honestly i'm horrified i'm horrified and upset about it every time sexual assault is used as a horrifying thing in horror movies yeah because it's just so fucking tropey yeah mm-hmm. also yeah. like it's just lame it's just, it's like anytime you see like incest or like cannibalism you're like oh look i'm supposed to be shocked at this just leaning back on I'm the automatically shocked. shocking yeah. thing yeah uh, it's i'm like just bored here, yeah. and and offended that you thought that this would do it for me like <laughs> it's just Ugh, it's I think, so fucking sad. Uh, speaking of that, I, I think the the first Clock Tower game is actually... I think it's a game that holds up pretty decently today, I think. I mean, yeah, it's a little, I, yeah. a little clunky. It, it, it but. seems like it's going to be that same kind of problem, but it, it doesn't... It, yeah. it feels kind of like a fairy tale in some ways. A mm-hmm. horror movie fairy tale. Yeah. Because the logic... The, it's got a lot of magical thinking, I feel like. But, uh, but yeah, it does it's hold got a guy who's got a big um, pair of scissors in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not, he's bow, not bow, terribly bow, iconic. Bow, bow. <laughs> Did you want to talk about Clock Terror? Did you have something? Hey there, fans of Simply Creative People. We're mostly unsponsored so far, so I figured I would take the time to mention that you can support the show on the show page at anchor.fm slash simplycreativepeople, or if you're so inclined, you can check out Harry or my Ko-Fi pages at ko-fi.com slash harryblink or slash Carpen author. Things are crazy tough out there, so if you can't afford any financial support, and trust me, we understand, do us a favor and mention the podcast to someone who might enjoy it, or spread the word online. If we want to bridge the gap between fans and creators, we've got to get the word out to new fans. In many ways, this show is designed to be appealing to new and old fans of SCP alike, as we can all enjoy some discussion about this thing we love, and we can all learn something new. Heaven knows, I learn something new every week. Thanks so much, and we love you just for listening. Thanks for the support through all these first few months of the podcast. You're the best. Jackal? I mean, that was pretty much uh, it. I don't know. Um, uh, I just... 
I like the original Clock Tower, but that's because it's uh, very clearly inspired by uh, Argento's uh, phenomena, and I'm a big fan of that old Italian horror, so, you know, yeah, any game where I can replicate that. <laughs> let's talk about movies that don't really uh, treat women with respect. <laughs> Dario Argento. Dario Argento, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, just side note for a second, I always love Suspiria. Um, I still do, but because it's like a trippy mess. Mm-hmm. And I just watched the remake, and it is easily one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Wait, that's pretty good. It's, like, way better than the original. Sorry, classic. But (laughs) it's, like, super smart and, like, poignant and, like, it's so well acted. It's just like, wait, guys, you remade a movie that was, like, kind of cheesy and really wonderful just for its visuals and its music. And you added all this brilliant sub plot and like narratives to it like there's political commentary in it it's, it's very very well it's done. brilliant <laughs> that always makes it's me wonder why why you didn't just make your own thing if you had all this stuff why'd you add this to somebody else's thing <laughs> i mean it's a really iconic you know interesting sort of setting in a lot of ways too i don't know yeah. um I, I get what you're saying but i don't know i'm very impressed with it mm-hmm. it's it's, it's really good it's, um, but yeah, let's talk about System Shock, because uh, we, we've been talking about that a lot, too. Oh, System Shock! System Shock, or as I like to call it, System Shock 2. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I do like System Shock 2, but not nearly as much as I like the first one. What? <laughs> yeah, I just felt like the first one just felt, like, more tense in a lot The first of one is more tense. I feel like... It's also yeah, really I feel like hard the second one is great... Oh, it's really hard to play now. I can't wait for the remake. But it's one of those games that, like, um, like Doom is. Oh, the first Doom one is, from, is so clunky. Doom is from the same time, like almost exactly the same time, and it is still yeah. it is still completely playable by modern sensibilities. Yeah. And yeah, System Shock, System Shock One, it's got is unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> System Shock One. It's because yeah. it's because Doom has like one tenth. Of yeah, the systems going on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Doom, Doom is shallow as fuck, and System Shock is trying yeah. to do like twenty things, and like nineteen of them are beyond the year that it's set in. <laughs> even with the head, yeah. like even with the enhanced oh, yeah, port, totally. it's still like really clunky. So like you gotta like swap between everything. It's the heads up display in System Shock takes up like seventy five percent of the screen. It's not as bad in the, yeah. in the, the enhanced, enhanced remake, version, yeah. but yeah, it, um, but it is still bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. It's still bad. <laughs> Um, but it's got fucking yeah, voice but... acting in it, which they added for the oh, CD-ROM version, which of course gives so us the, I love uh, the voice good. acting, the immortal voice of Shodan, oh. Terry Brocious. I love that she's coming so back good. for yeah. uh, the the remake. That's, That's so incredible. Good. Yeah, and I think her husband Eric Brocious did the soundtrack for yeah the first two right. games. Yeah, so cool. I mean, how can you hope uh, to challenge a perfect immortal machine? <laughs> oh, so good. The fleet of so form is dead. To insect. play through the cyber cyberspace parts in with actual graphics. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes I go into cyberspace, ah, cyberspace just for the music. <laughs> oh, that cyberspace really music good. slapped. No, no, yeah, it's pretty good. Citadel Station. Uh, but that whole, I, 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 you know, in some ways, I think it's my favorite. Like person stuck on a ship filled with weird oh, monsters yeah, in space because that's kind of a whole genre of like not only games but movies too mm-hmm. um and it 
more clearly than almost any of the other ones. Just had just from beginning to end. It's so tense. It doesn't matter that by the end you have like badass weapons. It doesn't matter. It feels just as tense. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 like the mm -hmm. primo setting for survival horror in video games is mm -hmm. is very large space that was full of people who are all dead yeah. and you are late. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. In that one, you're late because you're in a coma because you've been operated on because you wanted to be operated on because you wanted cybernetic implants that you earned by disabling uh, the safety ego. mechanisms on the station's AI. And of well, course, you was, wake up from the coma. This is the only way you were going to get pardoned. Yeah. You were going to... You wake up from the coma and find out that removing the safety mechanisms from the AI was not a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is so, Diego Trioptimum. You know, my genuine problem with the second one, and it's not like a huge problem, it like really took the focus off of the like loneliness and the freakiness of this constant like mm -hmm. like antagonist. And like, yeah. it was like, oh, what if there were like monsters like in Half Life 2? Yeah, <laughs> it just was like, oh, a hive mite alien. It also, yeah, it, interesting. It also, uh, in the in the last act, drops the ball and then like repeatedly slips <laughs> yes, and falls yeah. on its ass while trying to pick up the ball yep. for like three hours. The ending of <laughs> yeah, System Shock Two is true. one of the worst endings of any yeah, video game ever it's, made. It's, well, what do you expect? What's his name made it? Oh, it's Ken Levine. Yeah, I got love That's that. Last all he ever though. fucking does. Ken Levine only does. Hey, this is a cool game. What if we fucked it up in the last twenty minutes? <laughs> that last line is iconic. Like, Nah. nah. <laughs> oh my god. Nah. The ending. I feel like yeah. I I've never played a game by him that didn't make me pissed off by the end. <laughs> like I don't care if it's System Shock Two, Bioshock, Bioshock Three made me super angry. Can we find? Uh, did he do Thief or am I thinking wrong? Uh, um, he might have. No, were, that's it's, it's Looking Glass no. at least, isn't it? Thief, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, is, but I think company. he was in a support capacity. I feel like it was. Um, the other guy, I forget his name. The guy that did the original system shot. I can't remember. Yeah, well, it makes sense because I mean, all of Ken, Ken Levine's games have the same plot. <laughs> I mean, System Shock <laughs> is Seriously. System Shock is Bioshock is Bioshock Infinite. They have the same plot. <laughs> yeah, ironically, I think the best Bioshock is Bioshock Two. But he wrote. Uh, he was a writer on Thief. Oh. Yeah, I knew he was in a support capacity. I, I do yeah. know that he was involved. I just yeah. don't think he was. I mean, a lot of people yeah. who start out knowing what they're doing gradually know what they're doing less and less yeah. and less. I mean, he clearly knows what he's doing. It's just he needs like. You know I who know carried that game though, Thief Showdown. Terry Brochus wrote that game too. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Man, Thief is a uh, Thief actually has a pretty good plot. Honestly, yeah, it's kind of weird, yeah. but uh, it's got kind of a horrifying plot too. Yeah, almost. System Shock's uh, one of the first games that increased the horror by showing you what happened to the people who were actually there. Like the characters oh, yeah. are all post-mortem, which is where, mm -hmm. where Looking Glass and then later whatever the hell come 2K, where, where they just, all the plot is delivered post-mortem by recordings people have left behind, mm -hmm. which is such an important element. Yeah, it's kind of a trope they, now. Yeah, but... it's, it's such an important element that they had but to make like... up shit for it to work in Bioshock. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody has fucking giant tape oh, recorders yeah, yeah, to yeah, carry. Yeah. I know, I know. You know it doesn't even work, too, because you're not paying attention yeah. to it because you're so constantly fighting off whatever those stupid drugged out yeah, people yeah. were because voice or stupid um yeah it was not as good as it but was i feel like system shock and other games like that where they left notes everywhere i mean resident mm -hmm. evil as well i swear to god that like made like when i first found out about scp i was like oh this makes perfect sense to me yes <laughs> it's like, the same thing yeah you know what think about it now actually i think um i love how in system shock 
you can pretty much find everybody. Like, oh, this person's oh, yeah. dead on blah 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 right. level, and that's that's it. It really helps sell that cohesiveness. That oh, 100. That's like oh game, shoot, it's like a oh, game that we'll be talking about later. Game. Like took that in ram. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. I just want to state say that right now before we even talk about that game because the the best thing for world building that prey. I don't know what is it 2016 or whatever whenever prey 2017 2017 the uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the the coolest fucking thing in that game is when you find a security console for the first time and you suddenly realize everyone who would have worked on this station has a name a job a bed yeah. a, a, a workstation and they are mm-hmm. all physically present in identifiable locations alive or dead yeah. on the station and it's like mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> oh yeah speaking of that shoot I don't, I don't I don't remember the name of this game, but there's a game that came out recently, and it was about an accident on an in like an underwater research station, and um, you have like this whole like it's like a PDA, and it's got like the name, occupation, and picture of everybody like on oh, board, wow. and then when you come across their dead body, it marks them off, and then you like oh, it tells you so how good. they died and everything, and that's it's good. like is it? Po- yeah, I didn't get far enough, but it's fantastic and spooky. Uh, is it possible that was Soma? No, 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 no. It's it's later. I think it was an indie horror game. That's why I... I, I do... Well, Soma's kind of an indie horror game. Um, it is. I know... I think I know which way you're talking about. Uh, but I... Was it Narcosis? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Narcosis. Yeah. That also reminded that me one's... of um, Viscera Cleanup Detail. Have you played that? No. Oh, God. It's <laughs> It's about what happens after a horror movie. You're a, jan- you're a janitor, and you show up at locations after everybody's been dismembered by the horrible monsters, and you have to clean all the blood off the floors and the walls and pick up the spent bullet casings and pick up the gibbs of the people and put them in the trash. Gibbs! <laughs> it's amazing. It is such a well-made oh game. It's, it's very soothing just to mop and it mop and mop amazing. until you accidentally kick over a bucket full of bloody water and have to clean that up again. <laughs> it's brilliant. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, let's let's switch into some more modern games. Yeah. Um, so you brought up Harry. You brought up the forest, which is a game I also played the hell. Oh, out the of. forest yeah. is so fucking spooky. I I wanted a game. I was sit- it's one of the like two times in my life I wanted a specific game and it just existed. The other time was I went. I want a game where I can be in a zombie infested hellhole and spend the night and like look out over the city and hear all the zombies and just think about it or I can go outside but I might get killed or I can wait till the daytime and go scrounging and then I found Dying Light and it was exactly Uh, what I wanted and also maybe the best game I ever played that isn't Prey but the same thing happened I went I wonder what it would be like if I could play a game where I was trapped in some horrible place living in like a log cabin and if I look out the window there might be somebody fucking looking back at me and the forest was that, <laughs> just to a T. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, before we get into the forest that much, have you played... Uh, God, what is... It's like Dying Light, but it's way more systems-based. Um, like Project Zomboid? But that's no, I have played Project Zomboid. It's pretty cool, although it's, almost, it's, it's <laughs> it a real cool. brutal yeah. fucking game. Uh, no, it's it's like Dead Nation. No, not Dead Nation. I forget Dead what it's Dead Rising? No. Oh, no. Uh, it's on Xbox. State of... Decay? Decay. Oh, I have that. played some yes. of State of Decay, yes. It seems pretty cool. Oh my god, it's incredible. Like a group-based sort of thing with all the people in the camps. Yeah, and, and, it, it, it see, and it's got some management sim aspects to it, but it's really, like, yeah. scr- when you say about scrounging, like, it really matters. Like, you've got, oh my god, I need more food, and, like, you're, like, 
looking out on the rooftop of whatever you know safe house you've yeah. made and then you're like oh look over there that's a fucked up diner i wonder if they have any like food in there and like okay I've got, and then you're gonna mark it off and then oh it's it's so stressful and great sure. <laughs> weird so question good. do um do either you guys remember like zomboard like zombies U for the wii u where it's like you're in britain yeah. I remember yeah. that game. Yeah, I think my that friend was, had it. That was it. really cool. Yeah, my friend had it on the Wii U, and I think so. Like, I'd always hop over to his place and always play that. What was that? And what was that, that about, Jaggle? I don't know it. Oh, um, well, uh, it's I don't. I guess uh, I was gonna say Left 4 Dead, but I've, that's not really an app comparison. Left 4 no. Dead's way more arcadey, quicker action. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Zombie use. Uh, it's. Uh, it's essentially like a first-person survival horror. It's definitely very, yeah. um, it's 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 uh, it kind of draws from I think twenty-eight days later. In my yeah, opinion. except for the zombies are more classic yeah zombies. yeah they're uh, definitely like slower like mm-hmm. other marrow type zombies. But it's definitely like the it's like the feeling of twenty-eight days later. Yeah, just again not with the fast zombies right but it's like uh britain like collapsing everything's oh, that's good gone just like the real life yeah. so there's no <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah. No, there's no guns <laughs> <laughs> there's are... all like you get like a cricket bat yeah. and like a, you know or like Holy. a golf club or something yeah mm-hmm. and yeah um, it's like this unique mechanic with uh yeah. with using the actual wii u so it's of course it's not the best game to port Onto other platforms. Yeah, I, I I did play the port and it's cool, but it's kind of missing. Yeah, because like you could use the the actual game tablet as like I think there was like a motion sensor and then yeah. also like you can look at the your map. your map and stuff like while you're playing. Right. But there's no pause. Yeah, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the coolest and most annoying uh, thing about that is when you die. die yep, I knew it. I was when you say. die. Uh, you 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 don't respawn. You start all the way back at the beginning of the game with a different survivor, and then you have a location bit, and you have all your cool shit is like right. with, with, and so you got it. Yeah. And there's like you can open up shortcuts and stuff like that. And it's not like you have to play the whole game again, but it was it. I only died a couple yeah. times because it's really not that hard. It's more like spooky, mm-hmm. but. Um, it was a stressful experience being like, man, I gotta get back. I, like, all the fucking healing items and fucking, like, candles. But your upgrades, and, uh, you, you do lose all the your, upgrades, your, your yeah, upgrades yeah. which was, it's like, it really sells the idea that you, that you're somebody else in this hellscape, you know? You're not the <laughs> yeah. same person you just, for two minutes ago, before you got mauled to death. <laughs> oh my god, actually, honestly, State of Decay is like that, too, because characters Yeah, you can lose characters can die. Yeah. yeah, you can lose your main character, like... I did, that's what characters. I did the first time I played, I got my first character oh, yeah. killed, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, what? Yeah, I did it, <laughs> I, I, and then I had to, like, try and build up one of the other side characters, uh, and it was really shitty. <laughs> it was like, wow, you really... You have to genuinely plan out your... Oh, you know what? I've been playing this game wrong. <laughs> There's nothing arcadey about this shit, even though it can feel like it sometimes. Yeah. Okay, forest. 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 Yeah, so the premise in the forest is... I've actually, like... Sometimes I think about how well things are done in video games just to lull myself to sleep. The forest has the most <laughs> fantastic, phenomenal opening of all time. You're sitting in an airplane. There's a kid in the chair next to you. He's got a drawing, and he's got a book. And you're looking around the airplane, and there's nothing to do. So you pick up the book, and the book is a survival handbook. And you go, oh, okay. Oh, this kid's probably my kid. Okay. And he, I gave him a survival handbook with a bunch of recipes for 
surviving in the wild because surely this kid in an airplane is going to need that information at some point. <laughs> and then the airplane fucking crashes immediately and some horrible guy kidnaps the kid and you're stuck in the wreckage of the plane in the middle of a forest full of cannibals who hate you. And, and, and this happens over the course of about two minutes. <laughs> and and yeah. all you have now to, to do is look at the survival guide and go, I guess I need to build a lean-to? <laughs> And then a cabin and oh, cut down trees, yeah. but the people in the forest are not happy to have a neighbor. <laughs> yeah, um, that game has one of the most impressive, uh, like, arcs I've ever seen in a game where the first few days you will only catch little glimpses yes. of the cannibals. Because they're, they're worried um, about you, too. They're like, what is this fucking guy? Right. Yeah. And if you actually don't, I feel like. And I don't feel like, but if you, I didn't play it this way because I'm too Mr. I love Dark Souls, so it'll kill everything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then I made that game so much harder for myself because if you hold off on being aggressive with them, um, it takes them a lot longer to be aggressive with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand. Yeah, they'll and test like, you. They'll you like could, smash your stuff if that's it's far right. away from your house or whatever. Right. They'll, they'll, try, they'll keep their yeah. distance, but if you start stabbing them, yeah. they come at you. <laughs> like quick yeah um yeah but that game is so there are very few games that have done darkness as effectively as that dying light is another one yeah uh and dragon's dogma is another one but very few games that made me fear just pitch black and people Um, making scary there's not a lot of great background (laughs) yeah and there's not a lot of great ways to like light your way i mean you can find batteries for your flashlight but you're on a fucking deserted island and and because it's pitch black if you do happen to turn your lighter on or whatever right they see you yeah Yeah. so and also it uh, it doesn't go that far too it's like your immediate surroundings are like ran directly into people or things with those lighter it's like oh being Uh-oh. yes, being stuck outside in the dark in the forest, far from your house, which you can't always even tell in what direction your house was in, is, yeah. is yeah. scarier than the darkness in almost anything I've ever played. Dying light is like you said. Yeah. Dying light is the closest analog because being outside of the dark and dying light is also fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah, but mostly because the monsters are so much worse. The, than the, the volatiles and dying light are just like Jesus Christ. Um, oh, but but yeah. the forest is great. You, you can. It, it, it's a survival sim like you, you yeah. cut down trees physically with mm-hmm. an axe and you collect the logs and you look at the oh. survival book and you build a cabin and you do all that shit and your neighbors don't appreciate your taste in architecture let's say the SOS yeah. that SOS is so dastardly you can make an SOS out of rocks oh. <laughs> yeah. and there's fucking airplanes going uh, overhead like every couple minutes and you're like come yeah. on for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I, I yeah. I don't know if it's a little bit of a spoiler, but that 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 SOS literally does bring one overhead. Oh, that's what causes that to happen. Yep. Oh, that's yep. funny. It's, that's so funny. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's because so there's like two, maybe even three parts of that game, but definitely two separate parts where, like, at first you're just trying to survive, mm-hmm. and like eat enough and get enough free clean water and like make sure your defenses are good enough and then eventually it's like oh wait i gotta find my kid yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because, because and like not to spoil it the ending but like the the ca- the cannibals have homes and some of those homes are villages but some of them are like these deep ass fucking terrifying oh, caves so if you've ever seen the movie descent it's that yes. hate those caves i would never oh it's so stressful <laughs> so yeah stressful. once i reach that point it'd be like yeah that kid's dead even yeah. if he's not, I don't. Because like, <laughs> I played yeah. that game specifically for the experience that I wanted of living in that forest and being freaked out every night. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. my head, I was like, mm-hmm. 
there's some fucking kid on the plane. I don't know who he is, but he's sitting right next to me. He's really irritating. And then he gets kidnapped. I'm like, well, that's unfortunate, but <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Every um, I'd always speed run to the flare gun. Uh, every time I boot the forest, I'm just like, oh, all right. Time to head north to grab that flare gun. I look for the boat just so there's somewhere to sleep. That oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yacht. The yacht. Yeah. All I know is that I've never been more excited than when I found the katana in the... Uh... Oh yeah, I was like, oh my fuck, it's on, boys! Like that game, that game is like all about like wooden spears and like making little shitty bombs and like multiple cocktails. And all of a sudden, I had a legit sword. It was like, oh my god, this is amazing! Because like you have a tree axe, but like that's not that great for fighting. It also really handles the the interaction between you and them fairly well because you start out Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't know who these people are, but they're terrible but from their perspective you're kind of terrible too and you become incredibly terrible over the course of defending yourself from oh them. yeah you're a mass murderer and and yeah. and they're they're not happy about it and it, it doesn't it isn't just like oh i killed the guy haha <laughs> you kill them and they lie on the ground whimpering and you're like oh, yeah. are you gonna die i'm gonna have to stab <laughs> you in the head while you cry aren't i this isn't fun anymore <laughs> It's so terrible because you can become a cannibal and yep. you can like take their body yep. parts and like make like stuff shit them. out of it and it's just like you go crazy and then and it's like and the most effective way to like make sure they stay away from your place is to make these horrible like effigies, effigies yeah. at it. yeah. and it's yeah. like oh I don't know if I can do that yeah, it, it becomes very psychological in that respect which is oh. very well done by the end of that game I was just like man this game like twisted <laughs> like like it's just like so fucking psychological it's like spooky in a very traditional sense where you're like oh shit it's dark and something's gonna jump out at me but then by the end it's like genuinely upsetting absolutely it's like I just horrible I've just done these horrible things yeah but you get some sweet pop music you know you get that uh, cassette player <laughs> <laughs> loading load the tapes <laughs> I do like I won't spoil it but like when you get to like the end game content yeah. the wild the wild difference mm. in the setting was like jarring in a really good way it was like whoa what is this yeah it was familiar <laughs> i liked it good game yeah it was good stuff okay so next one we got on the list is alien isolation and i have not played it yet oh so. man it's great like i love it i know i need to play it's great it. because they made alien and they made aliens and they never made anything else and then this comes yeah. out and it's it's, the, it's it's essentially the third alien movie and it is absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. It's exactly what you would expect from a yep. third alien movie if they had made one. And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. oh my god, Alien yeah. Three is a pretty good flick. Okay. Come on, okay, I, what I, movie? I, I, alien. <laughs> <laughs> See, I am obviously being facetious, but it is, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. the ideal sequel to Aliens. Yeah. Not even. I've heard it's really well written. It's really well written. Isolation. It's, yeah. So scary. It's really well acted. Everybody in it is an actor. Yeah. Um, and their characters are actually in the in the uh, the appearance of of their uh, their likenesses are used for the characters. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, oh, and voices too. They brought them all back except for I yeah. think um, uh, Ian Holm. I think passed away. Yeah, so they did. Couldn't get him. They did. Well, they did DLC for it. Yeah, and it's on the Nostromo during Alien, and you play mm-hmm. as Ripley. That's cool. And they got yeah, or Dallas, or Dallas. I think yeah, they got Dallas. They the got Tom Scarrett and Yafit Koto yeah. and Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
That's yeah, it's, awesome. For the DLC. And Veronica Cartwright, they, <laughs> she's there too. And Veronica Cartwright, like all of them except for Ian Holm. <laughs> because yeah. because wow. he was busy filming The Hobbit and then was dead. Oh, that's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's so, but, but Isolation, and we're not going to spoil it since Rory hasn't played it, but it's scary as fuck. It captures the thing mm-hmm. about Alien. I saw somebody's review of Alien where they called it like being stuck in a submarine with an angry alien penis that won't go away. And that is what Alien is about. It's always there, and they're trying to find ways to deal with oh, it. Boy. But if it because if it encounters I've heard them, it's very like Mister X, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, you can't fuck it. You like can't you, fucking kill the alien. Yeah, you can't right, kill it. Right. This isn't it's aliens. Like, as, this as soon is as it alien. gets you, as soon as it gets you, you're dead. Like actually, just dead. Yeah, this this is like it's the original film. And it's then not I heard the second film. The, the, <laughs> the design of the technology is also super like in the same mm-hmm. vein to as the a original movies, yep. where like it felt very like 1970s version yeah, it is of the future. Yeah, futurism, yeah. Exactly the oh, way that Prometheus awesome. forgets to look like the alien movies. Um, yeah, yeah. Alien Isolation, it, it is so completely correct. It looks like a follow-up. It plays like a follow-up. The plot is a good follow-up. It's a good mashup of the first two because the first one's on a ship. The second one's on a, a base on a planet. So what's the third one? It's on a space station. It's like... The characters are actually, like... I thought, like, for... for All, all the characters were pretty good yeah. in Isolation. I thought... Like everyone's like, oh, okay, they're all interesting. I've heard, I've heard great stuff about the writing and the acting. The writing yeah, is honestly. terrific. The acting the, is terrific. The only thing I've heard that was kind of bad about it, I've heard, is that like it like stays a little bit too long. Uh, like I've heard, like the last act is like just kind of stretched out. But whatever. Like it, I don't experience I, I that as like it. a flaw in it. Like it, it's kind of funny in that respect because the whole oh, again without spoiling it at all. Mainly what happens in Alien Isolation is you've got one fucking goal. And it doesn't change, but every time yeah, you've almost right. got it, something else right. gets in your fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. like dead yep. space. It's it's like uh, that. Yeah, you're stuck on this this collapsing piece of space yeah. junk, mm-hmm. and just you cannot get to the thing that you need so to that's do. The pool. <laughs> I I'm, I mean, like I replayed Death Space recently, and I mean it's a great game. Um, but the thing that I don't know if it just didn't occur to me back then, or I wasn't as savvy about games, but like it is so like, oh, here's the here's the goal. Ah, just kidding. Let me move this goalpost. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just like by the time you're halfway through that game, it's like I'm annoyed. Yeah, that irritates people stupid. in isolation, but uh, yeah. th- they use it to um, shake up the gameplay because there's parts in isolation where, well. There's basically three kinds of problem you face in isolation. Yeah, there's the alien, there's the people who are trying to survive on the station, which has been decommissioned and is falling apart, yep. and they've gone pretty feral too. And then there's mm-hmm. the robots who are all fucking nuts as well. Yeah. Um, and the way they yeah, use this goalpost moving is whenever the goalposts move, the alien will maybe not be around for this next section, so you're mo- mainly dealing with the robots. Or maybe the robots aren't around cool. right now, but the alien is mm-hmm. super around. Uh, so they use it to switch the gameplay up. But the thing about the game that makes it as scary as it is, is the alien is, again, like Mr. X, oh, he's not scripted. Yeah. He's, it's always there. It's always the looking alien. for you. It's thinking the about you. The AI is great. And the game doesn't pause. Mm-hmm. When you're in your inventory trying to come up with a noisemaker out, yeah. out of your gear, or when you're standing in front of a console trying to read an email, the game's still okay. going. Or saving, saving. When you save... The game's yep, still the game's going. going. He's saving. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he's all. The and sometimes the safe stations. There. And sometimes they're in evil spots too. The safe stations. Yep. 
So you spend yeah, most of that game like, crawling, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like This is like a hiding under desks sort of situation. Like yeah, all the yeah. time hiding under desks. And it is That sounds brilliant. a lot like a different game that we're going to talk about I think about I spent like on. seven minutes yes. in the locker in the Alien Isolation once. I was oh, just wow. like, I'm not leaving. Hold on. Oh, that sounds tense. <laughs> Holding this your breath. The... <laughs> What's that game that was done by uh, Murakami? Uh, he's done two of them now. Um... Shit. Oh, it has I a love terrible shit. letterboxing. Oh, I love shit. The terrible uh, letterboxing. <laughs> it's in all the cutscenes as letterboxing, and no one understood why, even though it was like during the 360 era. Shit, what was this game called? Gregory hmm. invents a cool. game. No, it's anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, Seriously though, like I can't wait till you play it so I can hear what you think. Yeah, no, it's gonna be the next thing after I do RE2 make it. For sure. It's brilliant. Yeah, very good. And I've also heard it's kind of very similar to like System Shock or Prey, right? Like yeah. it's got that kind of gameplay. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got yeah, the logs, I love, and you I got love the, immersive. Yeah, the sims. logs. Yeah, as I was saying, the characters you can track most of the characters. Immersive Sims are like yeah. my favorite types of horror games. Honestly, I love survival horror, but immersive sims just make you feel like wow i'm fucking in this situation yeah and that's what isolation is and also that's one of the things that the remake in 2 does really well because it doesn't forget the main thing that happened in the old re games which was you are making some parts of the place you're in safe but you can't make Mm -hmm. all the parts of the place that you're in safe like in resident evil 2 you write off in both versions of the game you'll write off a whole corridor as that's the corridor I don't get to use anymore. And and yeah. isolation is like that too. It's like, where is it even remotely safe for me to go right now? Yeah. I really I have to say, I and I maybe not everyone likes them, but the the usage of the boards in RE2 make really made me a little bit more relaxed about the... hallways with broken windows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh the boards on the windows? the windows? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I agree. I, I was like it's not like because they don't give you a lot of them, so it's not yeah, like yeah. it's over overpowered. But like it, every time I got one, I was like, "Oh, I know which. Oh, I know exactly where I'm." Yeah, and that's that. part of what I was talking <laughs> about—the um, root choosing thing—is you can't yeah. you can't block yeah. up all the hallways, and if you try to put block up a few of them, you can't you can't like well I'll put up yeah. one block here and I'll put one here. Well, then there's still going to be an open window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt that board mechanic in RE2 was like the natural extension of uh, that one wire item in RE2. Yes. Where you can fix oh, one yeah. of the shorter yeah. hallways. But you can only do one and it only lasts for the A scenario. And then the B scenario the B. shorts out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> the mechanics uh, of horror. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of mechanics... Prey 2017 is my favorite of game of all time. It's on yeah. sale right well, now, isn't it? It's sorry, sorry what it, was that, Jekyll? It's almost always on sale. Oh, it's yeah, it's on sale a lot yeah. because it didn't do well because gamers are crap. Yeah, yeah I don't know what I have. Oh. Every time it comes up in any like conversation online, I'm like, have you? You need to play this, and then people are like, I don't know. I've heard it's. You're wrong. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's the it's it's it has almost the no only game flaws. <laughs> it's so yeah, good it's great i still need to play it still need to play. i'll be honest I there, there are some flaws it. uh the the last act is pretty questionable i don't mind uh, 
I don't mind it. It has a few technical uh, problems. It has one hilarious technical problem where after I've saved uh, and I reload a save, I can now activate containers from all the way across the station and hear them clunking like they're right next to me. <laughs> oh, and because you can only go through Bethesda to get bugs fixed, that bug oh. will never be fixed. But it, it, it is the most immersive, amazing location-based horror game I've ever played. I know everybody. It's who the works best location there. in any game. I know every department yep. on Talos Station. Yep. I know. I, I know Even though most of those it. people are dead, and you never speak to them, you understand them as characters from reading notes, from looking at their bedrooms, from uh, checking out their workstations. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's, and some of them are I've, alive. <laughs> oh, and some of them are alive, yeah. Um, I, the first, and I don't even mean the opening, because everyone talks about the opening, and I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it's all incredible. the ways that praise. Clever, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's incredible. The opening's incredible. But it's right after the opening, when the game finally starts opening up, and you suddenly realize you're in this situation that's just goddamn impossible because you have a shitty little pistol and a glue gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking hard at the beginning. And then, you know, at some point you get like a shotgun and you get like cool other weapons and stuff like that. But, and you know, there are, there are different like hurdles where it gets harder, you know, like when the robots show up or whatever. That's But, but, but in general, the first like 20 minutes or so before you find your office, and then you get finally get access to the to using the the whatever the the thing is, I forget what it's called where you make ammunition the crafting stuff. essentially uh, but yeah the crafting yeah, it's, like yeah, yeah. Or it's just like I get all this stuff and like what am I supposed to do with it and then all of a sudden you realize oh you mean all the shit I can pick up I can like turn into base materials and I can make other shit with it? Oh my god. Yes, because it's not a level it's there are levels because there are there are loading, there are airlocks, which are actual airlocks. Like there are different locations, but it isn't like a first level, second level, third level, here's the boss no. kind of game. It's living on yeah. this fucking space station until you figure out what's yeah. going on. And it is a full yeah. open branching environment. You can go anywhere on the station, um, minus the areas that are gated off for later, but then you'll still right. be able yeah. to go to everywhere else on the station, including right. Because the whole game feels like a, a fucking Kickstarter extension. Like, what are they called in Kickstarter? Where you can, they, you get more money than Milestone? they expect. Something, yeah. Um, Goalposts. I don't know. There, there's a know. word for when you, you get that. more money than you wanted, and they they make an extra feature. Prey feels right. like they had. It wasn't Kickstarter. It was made by a major studio and yeah and, but it feels like they had like 72 of those because it feels like they went yeah. all right we've already made a kick-ass fucking game um how about you can go outside the station and do the best zero g space travels spacewalk simulation the only game that's even att- attempted to make it look feel like real and it nails it it's, it fucking nails it oh it's so incredible. as soon as you realize like you, first you can go out of the realized, space parts of the yeah. station you're like oh my god this is you're actually doing this because like i remember in dead space one and dead space two there are parts where like you're in vacuum and you're like it was like that was cool but like whatever and then this one is you're gonna go out and vacuum you gotta like get into this lab that's blown open but it's locked from the inside so you've got to like repair shit and then open it up from the inside or like making sure you can actually access it and restore atmosphere and, and, and at first I was like okay so this is like a little pre-scripted thing and then I just happened to be like what's that in the distance <laughs> and it's like oh there was a shuttle that was leaving and yes. then got infected and then all the people died and, and it's in orbit around 
the station yes. and you can just fly up to it and then have a weird spooky time. Yes. The moment <laughs> when you realize you can jet away from the station a sizable distance and then look back and the entire game is physically present there in front of you and you can fly around to every exterior section of the entire space station and look at it and it maps directly to the interior locations you can visit on the inside of the station. It's like, this is the best space yeah. game ever made. <laughs> There's a couple of spots where it actually doesn't match up, but in general, bit, yes, yeah. it is like actually a three-dimensional object and the coolest part is that there are many, many airlocks and they're all locked from the inside. So when you first get access to the first airlock, you can't just jet around to a different part of the station. But eventually, once you've gone to all these different sections, and you have to return to these sections multiple times in different scenarios. And they change. And they change because of the scenario, you know, you know, maybe Things an explosion happened, maybe yeah. something hit the station, whatever. Um, and the station's falling apart left and right. And then all of a sudden you realize, well, I could go through that area, but it's infested with monsters. Because, yeah, there's also monsters. Um, or I could go outside yeah. and just literally loop around the entire station and enter the airlock because I unlocked it, you know, yep. two hours ago. Inside is haunted. And it's just like, <laughs> holy fucking shit, this is incredible. Uh, and the first time you realize that there are aliens on the outside was a pretty big scare for me too. Because they're not, they're not all over the place. Uh, yeah, it takes a second to realize like, that they're coming for you because there's yeah. no sound outside. That's Oh yeah, and that's another thing is that for the first time ever there was a space game where when you were outside there was no sound you can hear the muted yes. sound of your gun firing through the expo because you're holding it so you can just hear the vibration you're yep oh my god all of a sudden the glue gun is the most i mean the glue gun's amazing in general mm -hmm. but the glue gun in space is like so incredible because shit's got like momentum so if something's coming at you and you hit it with the glue gun it'll go flying off in a different direction I'm like bye <laughs> I love that game. I love everything about that game. I love the script, the acting, the the visuals, the gameplay. The, uh, I can't. It that game and Dying Light fucking ruined first person shooting games for me because none <laughs> yep. of them have motion that's as good as those two games have. I know, and people are constantly complaining about the shooting and prey, Bullshit. and I don't. Understand. I don't know what to talk about. Every I weapon is different. Understand. Every weapon is different. Has its own use case and it's is satisfying. Perfect. It is that handgun is the because I have this thing and I don't know why it is. I think it started way early on when I played like Halo or something. Like I love handguns in games, but they're almost always the least useful thing. Yeah. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it's not super powerful in Prey, but it is never not useful. You yes. always want that handgun on you because it is super useful against certain enemies, and you, you can like upgrade it to the point where it's almost a fucking machine gun. Like you, <laughs> as fast as you can pull that trigger, that gun's gonna fire. It's incredible. Because there's tons of RPG elements in the game as well. Which is another one of those oh, things yeah. that feels like a stretch goal. Thanks, everybody. That's the term I was looking for. That is the <laughs> term. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the systems are, you know, it's not it's not quite as layered as System Shock actually is, but it's the perfect fucking modern example of those games. It's, it's the culmination of all immersive sims. As yes. much as there have been other good immersive sims, and there have been, none of them even come close. This is like, let's take all these wonderful physics space like systems and all these beautiful graphics and like the art design is some of the best art design i've ever seen in the game and let's apply it to an immersive sim. yes it's the game that and... was to realize the the potential of the idea behind system shock 2 to fully realize yeah. it which was what bioshock was supposed to do and did not do <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, Bashak. So, yeah, you notice that we, 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 like, drowned out Jackal because we're both so overly <laughs> enthusiastic Sorry. about Prey. This was our first... No, 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 it's Our fair. first I mean... serious conversation <laughs> was... Like an eight-hour conversation talking not just about Prey, but Prey, like, starred in that conversation. Yes. And we never have stopped talking about how great Prey is. I mean, it's great because, I mean, I've, I've seen gameplay of it. I actually played, I played, like, five minutes of it a long, not long, long time, but, but when it first came out, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember where I played it. I think maybe it was, like, a demo or something. Yeah, because uh, yeah, um, Prey... 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not the one from. Uh, yeah, the eight years. Bethesda forced them to whatever. use that title because they had the rights to it. Yeah. I, although I will say the original Prey is actually also worth playing. Yes. It's just a very yeah. different sort of game. It's more of a Doom three kind of game. But, um, but yeah, I really highly recommend. I think the only game I think is better is Bloodborne, um, but not because it's like a better like. Prey is the is yeah. the perfect like example of what games could be in it's my a, opinion. A fun yeah. psychological shooter, like it. Yeah, I mean, it's never not tense. Yeah. Um, even at the end, when you are a fucking god. Yeah. You have such incredible weapons. You have like upgrades to your suit. I mean, shit, you can go and get like some of the alien powers. Even yep. like, there's so many layers to this game, and so many different ways you can play it. Like, I've literally replayed it three times. I, from scratch, and it's worth playing those times because there's so many different ways to play it. Not big choices, though there are those. Just literally, the the first time you play it, you could just play guns if you want, and it's totally playable. The second time you play it, you could play guns and alien powers. You could also play it solely with alien powers. And that's something that System Shock to. claimed you could do in System Shock 2, right. and it's broken. Yep. <laughs> you can't really yeah, do the size yeah. stuff unless you're an expert. Yeah, um, yeah. Or you're playing yeah. the janky co-op that I used to do with my friend. Yes, the, the co-op is very janky. I did that with so a friend. So janky. Too. It's so... F- it's, it's, it's hilarious. It almost, it almost turns into a comedy. It does. It absolutely time. does. <laughs> it's so funny. I never played it in co-op. What is, what's the deal? It's just the bugs and then the, just the nightmarish uh, unbalance yeah. of it. <laughs> but I, pl- I, yeah. I played it, I think, all, all, all the way to the end with a friend. Um, but but per- also the, the animations just... Oh yeah, it doesn't work at they're all. It's so funny. Oh, that's funny. Um, they're, they're so broken. You like hovering half the time. Yeah, it's like running just makes it look like you're like floating it, it or was so sliding funny. across the floor. It was thrown in because every shooter had to have a multiplayer component after Doom. Oh, uh, yeah. That's um, I, I don't even think is that actually a component of the game or is this something you download a mod for? I can't remember. Uh, no. Uh, um, it's part of it, but it's just badly like, implemented. 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, if you get it now, it's so hard to do it because you have to, like, connect via IP. Oh, yeah, it's a nightmare. So it's, uh... <laughs> it's the, the bad old days. Um, but, <laughs> but speaking of, like, running, um, the physicality of Prey is really impressive. You actually have, like, platforming challenges, even though it's a first-person shooter. You don't have to do any of those, but if you're smart, you'll actually find ways to get up into spaces you shouldn't be able to get up into. Um, and the running and the jumping is actually like weirdly good. It's for kind, a first it's kind of like a light. The only one that's better dying is dying light. light. It's kind of like dying yeah. light. Light. <laughs> um, yeah, dying light's better because it's a little little more arcadey. Yeah, but that, that's uh, the thing about but, prey again is that none of the space is non-navigable. If if there's yeah. a drop ceiling, you can get into the uh-huh. drop ceiling always every space that's inside the station exists physically you can get there you can climb around in the gantries if you look up and you see a cool ceiling you can get to the cool ceiling and you should it just rewards exploration with no upper limit and it like for example in the lobby which is one of the first areas you get to there's this gigantic hanging like sculpture or like yeah it almost looks like a giant skylight not a skylight but like a chandelier yeah it's huge it's like the size of a small house Art almost because it's such a sm- tall piece yeah and it's hanging by these cables um and it's like just you could just stare at it and it's gorgeous and it's all art deco like everything else on the station um except for the very uh mechanical looking parts and um you can find ways using the glue gun uh, or other ways uh, to get up onto that thing so that then you can get into because there's like three floors to the lobby. Um, it's all one level so you don't have to do any loading but there are parts that are like blocked off from the appropriate way to get in that you can actually get into before you ever find a key card or before anything else. You can actually oh well actually if I could get up there I could probably bust that vent and go through and you can fucking do that if you figure it out. And it's physical just problem solving with the architecture. Uh, and it's, it's so well It's everything that Half-Life 2 wanted to be. Like this is <laughs> this was this was one of the first things that the first first person shooter developer whoever developed a first person shooter thought about doing the first time he made mm-hmm. a first person shooter right after making Wolfenstein John Romero went the first room in Doom has to have a window that you can't get through where you can see the outside and you have to be able to find a way to get to the outside and that'll blow their fucking minds and Prey just takes <laughs> that principle and runs with it into space yeah because there's like a thousand ways I mean not literally but like there yeah. it's not like um, Deus Ex where like there are three ways to do everything, but they all kind of accomplish the same thing. No. Yeah. This is, there are parts of this game you will never see if you don't go out of your way to explore. Yeah. You, use your tools. It tricks you. It's so incredible. I mean, like, it just, oh, God. Play. I mean, it's like, oh, well, there's like a part where, like, um, they have a demonstration room where they could show off their new technology for clients that came up there, and it's like a movie theater, and there's a movie being projected onto the screen. And then you realize, oh, wait, I bet you there's a room where that camera, yes. where that projection thing is. In. And it's like, yeah, there fucking is. And you can get in there. Oh, and nice. you want to get in there. It's it's just... Nothing that should be there lacks. Every single room that needs to exist on yeah. a space station for it to function is there somewhere. Without exception. Yeah. Nothing is missing. It's, and it's crazy. It's just incredible. And then, you know, 
to so much to the point where like the, you can eventually find grenades, which are disassembler grenades. I forget what their official title is. There's and they so like much vaporize fun. the materials. They create a little singularity um, that sucks physically sucks like with physics, grabs all of the items in the room, yeah. compacts them into a little ball and then and pops, enemies and they turn into materials. And enemies. And they turn into material. And, corpses. and you can find and, and what the craziest thing is is that Sometimes you'll find a, a door or like a, a, a vent or something that's blocked by like crazy heavy stuff that you could eventually move if you get the right upgrades. Or if you just drop one of these grenades, walk away and shoot it, you just clear that fucking thing because it just destroyed. You can destroy parts of the environment, but it doesn't tell you that. You have to figure all this shit out. You sit there and go, okay, this grenade can do this thing. Wait a minute. Holy shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And you're an engineer. That's your character. He's an engineer. Yeah. He's a crazy ass genius space engineer. Um, He's thinking through this my stuff. My Morgan is a she. Yes, that's right. You can shoot. Uh, just whack my mo- my <laughs> mic really hard. That's that's good. Um, she uh, she or he. You can choose male or female yeah. Morgan, and they have uh, unique voice acting lines for the entire mm-hmm. fucking sixty hour game. Yeah, and the and toilets the are thing. up or down depending on who you choose. Yeah. I remember someone telling me that Easter egg. I'm just like, yeah, there's no way. And yeah, apparently at the start, the the toilet, the toilet seat will yep. be up or down depending on yep, which brilliant. way you choose. It's 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 Raphael Colantorio is like a mad genius. The guy that directed this game. It's, uh, I love that game so much. It's just which is apparent. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just ranted for half an hour about, about it. So you guys want to talk about it? It's just, it's just, and we have talked about it for a half an hour, and we haven't ruined anything about it. Nope. Yeah, because the game has at least so many parts. Four gimmicks it's, that could, it's just that could fuel a whole game. There's so many parts of that game. The okay, I'm just gonna say the word guts, and if you go play that the game, guts. how fucking amazing the guts are, and I'm not gonna explain it. Yep. Good guts in that it's game. It's so fucking. That game is fucking perfect. Capital G U T S. Yeah. <laughs> right, we could talk about this forever. Uh, anyway. So maybe you, uh, I haven't played uh, switch. either of these. I, I, have, have, I have started to play Metro, but I haven't played these two. So you guys will be running okay. this conversation. While have I'm... you guys, ha- Jackal, have you played Subnautica? Um, uh, by proxy. My friend has it. And okay. Subnautica <laughs> by proxy sounds like a disease. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Subnautica in some ways is very similar to The Forest. It's also a survival game. It's also a survival game with a strong narrative component, as opposed to like Minecraft. Um, and it's about a person who's on a you know fairly large spaceship that's flying through space, obviously. And there's a huge emergency where you very quickly have to get into an escape pod. And as you get into the escape pod, you see your ship blown up and you land on this planet, luckily. Um, and the planet is entirely an ocean planet. Unluckily. Unluckily. (laughs) So you're in your pod that is now, you know, submerged, you know, 20 feet under the ocean. Um, and you swim up to the surface and you see the wreckage of the giant ship because it fell through, but it's so big that it wasn't, didn't burn up in the atmosphere. And it's so big that it's actually sticking up out of the ocean. Um, and then you realize, oh, you look around, look around. There's no islands. There's no ground. There's nothing. All there is is ocean. And so you have to figure out how to survive in this completely submerged environment. At first, only in your escape pod. Which, luckily, escape pod, you can always breathe in there. Like, you don't ever run out of air in the escape pod. Um, and at first, it's just you can only have, like, your your spacesuit has, like, 20 seconds of air at, before you have to get... Uh, 
before you have to hit the oxygen. Either swim up to the surface or go back into your escape pod. Um, and all the while, you're having to figure out how. what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? On, on a planet full of salt water, What? how the fuck do I get water? <laughs> um, and there's all these brilliant ways. Like there are fish that um, are naturally a filtration because of the way that they've evolved. And so you can grab those fish and you can eat them. But you could also use your, you know, uh, crafting table, whatever, to turn them, to use them to filter the salt water. And so you can make these little plastic bottles of water. Um, uh, or, you know, you could find fish and you could cook the fish or you could salt the fish. And at first it's just, let me, like, grab a bunch of shit and, like, survive through the next 20 minutes. It's got a day and night cycle. Okay. And holy shit, does it get dark underwater when it's nighttime oh it's um, like pitch black yeah and the reason i'm bringing it up now is because at first it's not very scary other than it's very tense that you're like running out of air and running out of food every five seconds um but eventually you're able to you know if you gather enough materials and you figure out how to make like an underwater base and you can power it up with solar panels and other shit so that you can breathe in there and make food and everything else but, like, you're not going to get off the planet that way. <laughs> so if you want to get off the planet, you have to start, like, investigating ways to, like, make an emergency signal. Um, and you're able to do that fairly early, uh, but that does not go well for anyone involved. Uh, and <laughs> without spoiling it. And you have to figure out slowly but surely how to get deeper and deeper because there's more and more wreckage. It turns out there were people on this planet from a long time ago that left underwater bases. Okay. Um, and the deeper you go, the fucking darker it gets. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. And it, everything that people are afraid of when they talk about like, oh, well, I'm swimming in the ocean and it's just like endless water beneath me and there's monsters down there. Yeah, there fuck it is. <laughs> and it is, it's not even a hard game because like most yeah. of the time the big monsters will actually let you go unless you keep fucking with them. Mm -hmm. Um. But the first time I saw one of the big... And there are a lot of different kinds of monsters underwater. The first time I saw one of the scary ones, I almost shit myself. <laughs> it's just... so You just suddenly hear through your little... Because eventually you can make like a little mini sub so you can, you know, jet yeah, around. Yeah. Um, or you get like a little thing that you can hold in your hands that's a motorized thing that pulls you along fast in the water. Mm -hmm. Because, you, you know, swimming yeah. is actually fairly slow. Um, the first time you hear one of those things roar underwater, it's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I haven't seen anything about the game when I played it. Yeah, funny enough, my friend, uh, who owned it for a time, he had, he actually had, um, uh, Thalassophobia, so every time something would oh, happen, no. he'd just, like, pause the game and, like, quit and play something else for, like, a good, like, yeah. hour and come back to it. Yeah, it's, because it is easily... One of the scariest games I've ever played, and at the same time, one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Uh, it's so gorgeous. You know, there's so many weird undersea, like, you know, sea life and everything. And it's all aliens, but it's all kind of based on, you know, real stuff. And um, <clears throat> I just wanted to show my girlfriend it's so bad because it's so beautiful. And she could handle it for maybe, like, a minute or two i was like okay can you turn, can you turn that off like and i wasn't even in the scary part like i wasn't even like going because you go deep you end up can make it you can make a full sub and you can go deep 
into these underwater caverns and like almost to the core of the planet it's crazy um and you have to if you want to keep going to the story um and every time you're in a new spot like it's like oh like what what's gonna come out and it's like yeah and there'll be parts like there's a part where you can find this one solitary underwater cave where there are these giant glowing purple they're almost like mushrooms and it's just beautiful and in the far distance in the cavern you can just barely see what's clearly a man-made structure and every time you found one of those you found really important shit either for the story or for like added materials and it's important every time you find one of those you should explore it um and realizing that i'm so deep i can't use my sub because it's not rated that deep even though yeah. i can swim in there and because <laughs> your your suit allows you to keep going deeper and all of a sudden it's like what the fuck and it's so smart because you can see the, the only thing, the whole cavern is lit up by these glowing green or purple mushrooms. Um, but there's like shit hiding in them. And it's just, it's so stressful. It's incredible. Yeah, I've been meaning to play this game for a while. I've had it on Steam for God knows how long. And I... It's everything. I, it's, it's, it's one of those games where I wish I could forget everything so I could replay it from the start. It's so satisfying. Like, the feeling you get when you finally escape the planet is like, yo, I accomplished something. <laughs> it's so, and it's, you know, the story isn't super deep, but it's, like, epic in scope. It's, it's, it's incredible. And I've always, I don't know why, but I've always wanted a game that simulated, like, having to survive underwater. Same. Like, yeah, I, I just have always wanted to like. I don't actually want to go down no. <laughs> underwater <laughs> yeah. like labs, like the real ones where people stay underwater for like a month at a oh, time and study. Man. But like, there's part of me. I think it's all the way back from seeing the abyss. Like, I just have always been fascinated with the idea of like living underwater and like what would that be like and like wow they should make a game where they perfectly like simulate that. And this is the yeah. only one that's even come close. Mm -hmm. And it's. Again, one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my life. It's so gorgeous, and there's there's no end to the gorgeousness. Like, every time you find a new biome, it's like, wow, look at this! And it's also equally the scariest game I've ever played. Nice. Is, even now, thinking about parts of it, like, you, you can have, you, oh, hey, see your big ship over there? Yeah, you should probably go over there, because the reactor's going to go meltdown, and you should probably go over there and fix it so it doesn't blow up and kill you. <laughs> Uh, well, going through a burning wreck of a giant spaceship that's half flooded and then infested with weird animals is like, because you're so used to like exploring open ocean and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I feel very claustrophobic now. <laughs> so incredible. Nice. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out fairly soon. I've been, I've been waiting on it for the same reasons that you had where, uh, I know it's going to be immersive, and I know it's going to be scary, and it's going to be cool, and uh, for some reason, I have to work up to that. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. the mindset. Yeah. I yeah. have just barely started playing the... It's like a DLC, but it's like a standalone expansion, um, which is set on a different planet, but a planet where it's like a frozen Arctic oh, yeah, sea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, even though I loved every second of Subnautica, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm quite ready to like re like dive to dive in um yeah i never played the because dlc because it is Prey. so <laughs> oh you should 
You really Yeah, we should. can't go back to pray, though. We got to stick, go stick with we've moved forward. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. And I wouldn't want to no, tell, don't tell you me all anything the stuff about it because it it's a spoiler. Um, it's, it's, nope. it's brilliant. Yep. Just Let's just say that everything you think that they were doing right with Deathloop, if you read about Deathloop, fuck Deathloop. The Prey DLC is brilliant. All right, then. Anyway, okay, uh, so you haven't played Metro. I've, I've played the beginning uh, of it, actually. I have played a little okay. bit of Metro. Uh, Jackal, have you played any of the Metro games? Um, yeah, uh, I think I played the original on... I want to say, I think the Xbox was on Xbox? I think it was 360 was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I played on the 360. I remember playing on one of the one of the consoles. I was just like, oh, this game's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely janky. Um, yeah. It, it, so it's got an interesting development history. So uh, it's made by ex-devs that worked on the original um, Stalker. And they were not uh, no happy. Wonder. Rightly, they were not happy yeah. about how they were being paid because... The owner of that dev studio was making shit tons of money, and there were only ever three cars in the parking lot, and two of them were owned by the the CEO. (laughs) Uh, And literally, the other devs were not making enough money to buy cars. uh, And you know, it's already hard enough to make a living in Ukraine. You know, Mm twenty years ago, Uh, and they finally got sick of it. I think after they made the second game, and uh, they broke off and did their own thing. And instead of doing a big open world like Stalker, they did a very tight narrative focused yeah so like so metro 23 is based on a series of novels that are really really good Mm -hmm. those are really good stories i highly recommend them the the games kind of branch off from the stories of the games of the novels because like the second novel is much more uh, i wouldn't say intellectual but like it's much more in the in the thought process of the main character and the second game is much more like, well, but we want to keep shooting things, <laughs> um, which is fine. Um, but uh, it's basically a world in which in the 80s, the horror of, of, of a nuclear war actually did happen. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in Moscow, but Moscow has been completely destroyed. And the only survivors in Moscow are living in these tiny um, reconditioned, like, homes within metro stations Mm -hmm. uh which is like a you know a subway um and the only way people can travel is through the subway tunnels but mostly they're like fucked up and like filled with weird radiated monsters and some of the subway tunnels have been taken over by like neo-nazis and some of them have been taken over by neo-stalinists uh and it's at one point one of the most effective stealth games i've ever played uh, and also, like, super spooky. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are sequences, because there's a lot of, like, it's almost supernatural, but, like, maybe it's questionably scientific, like, sections of it. Um, <clears throat> and there's also parts of it where, like, this is another game where darkness is, like, super well realized. Uh, only darkness is remarkably your friend, because... You know, stealth is like super important because no way you can go guns blazing. First of all, ammunition is really hard to come by. Um, you can find enough ammunition pretty much everywhere, but like if you were just to run in guns blazing, then you're gonna die pretty quickly. Um, and all the guns that you can get at the beginning are all the shitty guns that people have made in these <laughs> underground metro stations. They're not like AK 47s, they're like weird, shitty JK 47s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> AK, uh, <coughs> no just cover, no but, nothing. Yeah, they're like 
like a shotgun, you know, like they got a shitty yeah. two barrel, double barrel shotgun, but like yeah, they're like the, pipe weapons almost. Yeah, like a pipe gun where like the the clip is like literally just an open sh- thing of bent sheet metal. That you it's can an actual clip. Pop. Yeah, <laughs> and you can actually like look at the bullets and yeah. the thing. You can you, you don't have an ammo counter. You just like can see the how many bullets you have in it, but it like can jam so easily. It's oh, fucking yeah. ugh. But it's got some of the like best atmosphere for i was going to say what i from what i played it was all about the atmosphere and the claustrophobia the the rundown nature of it and the lived-in nature of the metros definitely definitely, yeah yeah because some of the levels are you know non-stop action like there's all these monsters and you've got to fight them all uh and some of the levels are um stealth because you've got to sneak through there's these bandits and like there are 20 of them and are you really gonna you have a pistol you know um and some of the levels are like weird abandoned like military bases or like you get okay we can't keep going this tunnel it's collapsed we have to go up on the surface Mm -hmm. and so now you have to deal with the fact that you're you're wearing a gas mask oh the filters sorry Sorry. (laughs) not just the filters like Let's say you walk under some dripping water. Well, the water oh, is yeah. now sprayed onto your gas mask, and you have to like wipe it off. Mm-hmm. Or if you got you know knocked to the ground, maybe your gas mask is cracked, and like, oh oh, your gas mask might break. You better yep. find somebody else's. Like it's, ugh, it's so fucking stressful. <laughs> and all the games are really really excellent. The first two are much more tightly focused, like <clears throat> in that they're like these large but contained areas where you have to kind of sneak through or fully explore the third one uh is a they're still contained it's not like an open world but each of the areas uh is they they find a train they start they get out of the city um and there's these huge open areas Mm -hmm. that you can then like the same levels apply and like the immersion is crazy because you want to see your list of objectives oh well that's on your notepad where you got to hold you got to pull out your notepad right. uh you want to look at your map it's a physical map you want to look at your compass it's a physical compass you want to like charge up your headlamp because you well you got to pull out this like electric charger thing that looks like a like a bicycle pump oh, yeah. and you got to pump it and like charge up the fucking battery it's so fucking incredible it's just, you just feel like you're in this place yeah oh. definitely the third one's the one yeah the, yeah okay sorry i try to think of it's, the train uh, and then with the, exodus um, uh, yeah or wife yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then like every and the way that they get to new areas is you mm-hmm. get a certain thing and you gotta like get, okay well we can't go any further on this track so we gotta fix and so that's how they gate you but each of the areas is like pretty unique and the, the air has cleaned up outside of the cities a lot better so there's lots of places where you don't even have to wear a gas mask but it's like but yeah things aren't much better guys <laughs> like yeah. the outside world has sure society is coming back but they're all fucking crazy <laughs> yeah uh, and it's not like left or dead where you're just shooting people left and right it is a very intellectual shooter like prey is where you really gotta think okay i've got six shells for my shotgun i've got you know 15 ball bearings for my pneumatic gun <laughs> like you know like how how am i gonna <laughs> use this like it's and then you have to like pump up the pneumatic gun before you use it <laughs> and it's silent it's silent though so you and it's armor piercing so you can like blast some guy's head off but you know you can't just like fire it willy-nilly it's 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 just i mean 
Harry, you would really, really like it, honestly. Yeah, I think I'll probably have to go back to that one as well. Yeah, I mean, all three of them are great, and they only get better because it's pretty clear from the beginning that they were struggling a little bit financially, and there's definitely some jank. The second one, there's less, and then the third one is just... It's masterful. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's janky in a nice way, though. It's uh, it's like a... Oh, yeah. Totally. It's like stalker jank, not like a bad game jank. Yeah, it's like Dark Souls jank. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's jank and you go, well, that was silly, but it's got such a different feeling. Like, it just doesn't feel clown-like. It, and it, it plays better than Stalker does, because there are parts of Stalker that are, like, just, like, what? Like, how do I even play this game with the fucking pistol at the beginning? <laughs> uh, Stalker's great, though. Um, yeah, so that's the only ones I've run there. You guys got any other ones you want to talk about? Uh, now that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, I mean, fair enough. I was just waiting to see if Jackal um, had any. No, I, I, I think we covered the ones that I had on my mind for now. Yeah, yeah me too. I will say, uh, you brought up RPG Maker horror games. Uh, um, yeah. And I had never played, I had seen some of them, but I had never mm-hmm. played one of them until a couple years ago. I played Yume Nikki. Oh, uh, that's a classy one. And uh, wow, that game! Uh, I know that game was made like 15 years ago or something, but uh, it's uh, it's spooky as fuck. A lot of the indie ones are really good. Um, oh, for yeah. RPG Maker, Lisa? I think yeah, Lisa. I think recently there was one called Cat in the Box. I think that was probably one of my favorite uh, RPG Maker nice. horror games in uh, at least I'd say like the last five or something years. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I I've watched a bunch of videos on some of them. Um, uh, but I, the only ones I played is Yumeneki and, and Lisa, and not Lisa the Painful, which is like an RPG and a fucked up one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, so we got a couple of emails, but I only included one in the outline. So if somebody wants to read Randy's email, who gets to be somebody? I, you do. I guess I get to be somebody. Okay. <clears throat> Randy, hello. I haven't been writing any emails for a while now, but it's fine. You don't get to say that unilaterally. Because I still listen to all episodes. We have to weigh in on whether it's fine. Uh, They listen to all episodes. That's okay, then. The latest two episodes were a delight, because uh, Are We Cool Yet? and Gamers Against Weed are the GOIs that have always piqued my interest. It actually says A-W-C-Y and G-A-W are the GOIs, but I I didn't want to say that out loud. Uh, Last episode, I said... G-O-W like five times. You sure as hell did. <laughs> and this time we were talking yeah, this time we were talking about Resident Evil, we didn't say B-O-W's Jackal. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Bioorganic weapons. Like what that's that's red- Why do I need bio that's and redundant. organic? Anyway. Hive hive self force H. You know why? Because they were like, we can't say bioweapons because that's a real thing. <laughs> but this is a spooky episode. Right. I have a love hate relationship with horror as a genre. I dislike things that involve gore or body horror, but will absolutely enjoy some psychological horror. I'm sure this episode will get me to read something that I'll enjoy while giving me the spook. Oh, good, Grigori, <laughs> this is definitely an email for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, but 
we didn't have a lot for this one, so it fits. It fits. And plus, it the fits. Uh, the the questions are fun. Anyway, you talked you, you talked about something. several books. You talked about your book in Japanese. You talked about the Metro books. Those are things for you to read. Yeah, and give you this Metro. Yeah, you Eve. should read Vampire Hunter D, Parasite Eve. <laughs> Parasite Eve. There you go. Which I think Parasite Eve there is an English translation now. Oh yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I just couldn't yeah. find a paper copy of it. I mean, I had to get an EPUB, but I mean it. That perfectly works. There's also a whole series of very entertaining Resident Evil books by S.D. Perry. Oh, yeah, yeah, the S.D. Perry novelizations. I have. Oh, wow, I have not read them. those. They're actually a I lot of fun. fun. Yeah? Yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're dopey. Really good. They're, they're really yeah. long. You know what's good in, like, horror? Warhammer 40k. Oh, just sorry. <laughs> That'll be a whole episode. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. Okay, now some questions. One, on the scale from one to ten, how dedicated are you to celebrating Halloween? I'm asking this because it's not really a thing that's celebrated where I'm from. I've only celebrated it once, and it even wasn't on the 31st, lol. My answer is zero, and I know that's not on your scale, but I'm not celebrating Halloween this year. I'm closing the doors and locking them, and anybody who comes to our house will be studiously ignored. You want to take this, Gregory? Now you you go first. Do you All celebrate right. Halloween? Uh yeah. Um, I'd I'd give it like like a seven or eight. Um, honestly, uh, I just get together with friends. I mean, we're a little too old to be trick or treating now. <laughs> so so we just like dress up, you know, hang out, you know, like we'll. I think that's to... the only reason why it's cool to be around kids, because uh, I mostly don't really enjoy children i probably will never have children of my own but around halloween time if i have friends that have kids and they're like do you want to come with us trick-or-treating i sure do (laughs) yeah yeah definitely (laughs) like even if i don't dress up i'm like that's so much fun yeah the one thing they can be excited about that's not irritating it's a good point that's right um yeah i'm i'm a huge halloween guy uh have always been it's the one cheesy holiday that like i never get sick of like like, even the stupid, like, oh, look, it's just skeletons somebody put up on their outside, and I'm immediately smiling. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. like, love everything. About, like, I just went to go, uh, I put a bunch of pictures on Twitter about it. Um, I went to an event that was just a bunch of, like, custom-made jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, wow. And some of them were, like, yeah. amazing. Uh, and the whole place was in this, um, like, arboretum, so it's all just, like, wild trees and, like, this beautiful, like, kind of garden area, and they had all these crazy lights lighting up the trees from the bottom, like, you know, red and green and, and orange and whatever, and it's like, wow, this this makes the feel like a pretty spooky forest! <laughs> uh, which I just love shit like that. Um, I always try, I mean, like, I kind of hated Pandemic for a lot of reasons, but especially because all the Halloween events were cancelled oh, yeah, uh, for two yeah. years. Um, y- 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 there were some that still went last year, but I still didn't feel comfortable. And this is the first year where I- I'm doing them again. And I always, always try to go to like haunted houses. Uh, I live in Southern California, so there's a place here called Knott's Berry Farm, which is a theme oh, park. Yeah. But it's all it's not. They don't. They only have one. It's not like like whatever like uh Franchise. Six Flags or Universal Studios or Disney. Yep. There's only the one that's in Buena Park. Um. And my grandparents uh, lived there, and so we always used to visit them, and we always went, because it was, like, the cheaper version of going to Disney. Um, and it's, a, like, kind of a white trash Disneyland, and it kind of is. It's got, like, a real Western theme to it, but every year, they do a not scary farm. Um, <laughs> and and it is a, a, literally, like, heads and tails above every other Halloween event. They have a bunch of haunted mazes, 
with like different themes only as opposed to like Universal Studios that does it where you caught pay like $150 and they have like four or five mazes and they're boring. This one is like, you know, a third of the price and they have like 20 mazes and they have hundreds of people in costumes and they like have people coming out of the shadows every moment. It's just the whole park is literally dark. It's like filled with those fucking mist machines. You can't see more than like 20 feet in front of you and people just it's the best. <laughs> I'm going on Saturday and I'm so excited. Ooh, nice. have fun. Um yeah, I love like because I'm not sure why my mother, because my parents were fairly conservative in a lot of ways, but my mother loved horror movies and my dad hated them. So very early on, my mom decided, like I was like eight, uh, decided that I was going to be, because I always like spooky like books, you know, like, uh, I don't know what I first read that was like that, but like... There were some cartoons that were kind of spooky, and I liked those. So my mom was like, great, so you like horror movies? Here, watch, you know, Night of the Living Dead with me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, horror movies and the whole concept of, like, Halloween in general has always been, like, super important to me. Like, I just feel more elated during this month than I do in any other month. Excellent. Yeah. I love it so much. Like, give me a vampire movie or a movie about, like, the undead or, like, a your Frankenstein thing or whatever. I don't care. I love it. Like, I've been watching the old Hammer Dracula movies lately, and I just love it. I love everything about horror and Halloween. <laughs> did we, anyway, did we get, did right, we get an answer from Jackal on that one? Yeah, he said he likes to hang out with his friends, but he can't. He's too oh, old to do trick or treat. Right. Yes. Yeah, I just dress up and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> what are you dressing? Are you dressing up this year? Oh, I would, but like it's so. I didn't even pick that costume yet. I'm so late. Yeah, I've been either. talking to my friend about it, and like we're we're both still trying to figure out what costumes or what we're even doing. It's just like what? It's hard. I feel like the older you get, the harder it is because like not only is it like you know you gotta actually spend your own yeah. money, not your parents' money, but also like just the time and effort involved when it's like hey i work <laughs> i usually i usually put on a giant moldering falling apart uh black rubber darth vader mask that i had from a costume when i was a kid <laughs> when i hand out candy we're just not doing that this year because you know pandemic okay. stuff but usually i just put that on over my regular clothes and just go as incredibly lame darth vader oh my god oh. this this, this kind of reminds me so there's there's i have a genuine i've lived especially once i started law school and then moved since then a few times i've been in fairly small places even now like i have so much school debt that like i'm still living with like roommates and stuff um so i don't have lots of physical things like i don't even buy physical books anymore i just don't have the space for lots of stuff and the only time i am considered like i I often break down and do it buy physical stuff just to decorate is halloween right. like i was in yeah. target the other day and i saw two kids playing around with like a small like kid-sized captain america shield and like i actually walked up to them i was like where'd you get that <laughs> and then i bought a little captain america shield that's supposed to go for like an eight-year-old's costume and i hung it up on the wall <laughs> and like i bought a skull the other day that was like i forget where it was uh, and it was just like some Halloween decoration. Yeah, and I'm just gonna literally have the skull out. It'll just be on my bookshelf forever now. I don't care. Halloween's all the time. <laughs> there was. It's always Halloween. There was a second question. Yes. 
if you were to be exposed to only one subgenre of horror for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? And the answer I'm going to give is not necessarily the one I enjoy the most. It's just the one that covers the most things that I have enjoyed and I wouldn't want to not have. And I'll just say zombies, because as overplayed and overdone as zombies are, I couldn't do without my zombie games. Yeah. Apocalypse Apocalypse horror is definitely my favorite. That's so funny. I uh, I'm so sick of zombie movies. Like, like I they used to be my favorite, and I hate them so much now. But I could never live without zombie games. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. There's just so and like it started with Resident Evil, but like there's been so many fantastic ones. Yep. Again, like everything I everything I said about Prey, like Dying Light is is right up there. (laughs) What was that? Yeah, except for the writing. Except what? Well, yeah, but that, <laughs> but that's but it's Resident Evil writing. It's cheesy as yeah. Fun. Oh it god, works. it's so yeah. terrible. Uh, Jackal, what were you saying there? No, I said um, there's um, a No More Room in Hell, Left for Dead. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of different. Oh, there's so many. And Project so Zomboid. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, did <sighs> you guys have an answer to the yeah. genre, or is it just zombies from everybody? No, it's not John zombies for me. Uh, for me, it'd be. Uh, like Eldritch or Cosmic Yeah, Horror. that would be the real like, answer, it, but yeah. I can't stand, like, I'm currently listening to a series of podcasts the BBC put out called The Lovecraft Investigations, where they take three stories from H.P. Lovecraft and modernize them as if they were a uh, investigation mm. through a true crime podcast. That sounds like cool. Like with reporters and investigative journalists and stuff, that I just listened to the case of Charles Dexter Ward, and even though I know everything that happens in that story... This was riveting. Great. Uh, and I just, you know, as much as I have a love-hate relationship with Lovecraft himself and all his horrible racism. And he did with like, you as well. Yeah, Look, actually, it was, sure there was did. no love involved, was there? Uh, well, he did marry a <laughs> Okay, well, never mind. There was literally a love-hate relationship. Well, but then their marriage failed because he was such a racist. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Old um, Lovecraft. Yeah, oh. What a piece of shit that guy was. Um, yep. But I, as much as his stories make me angry, like, I have his, you know, that, that total collection hardback, like, and it's, you know, I have it all the time. I don't even keep a lot of physical books anymore, and I will always yeah. read his stuff, and I will always read the other, like, modern versions of Eldritch Horror, and that's why I like SCP so much. Like, I just wrote a Pinocchio story yes. that was like an Eldritch Horror thing. You did. Like, I just love... It's Cosmic Horror is just like from the moment I discovered Lovecraft and ever since uh, I love the whole concept of like weird creepy shit out of time and space it's just my favorite thing in the world awesome nice. Jackal? Jackal one genre of uh, I guess this isn't gonna be surprise but um Jello, I guess. Jello. I mean, oh, yeah. Jello. I mean, Jello. Okay, I was gonna say Jello. Like <laughs> Jello. Jello I is my Jello. <laughs> yeah. G i a l l o. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I love that that subgenre. Of, it's like mystery interspersed with horror. It's like the pre slasher slasher. Yeah. You know, it's like. Um, at least when I was young, I used to read a bunch of like Sherlock Holmes and Agatha yeah. Christie. And then, oh, you know, sure. getting older, you know, I kind of moved into horror. So, like, uh, like those those films kind of... Really, I think it's, like, almost like the best of... Getting kind of, like, kind of getting the best of both. So I've always kind of liked them. Especially, like, a huge amount of them have, like, really great visuals, too. Like, uh, I know oh, like, sure. Suspiria's, They're beautiful films. Yeah. Suspiria's great. Um, uh, Bird, <laughs> Bird, uh, Bird of the Crystal Plumage has some of my favorite 
uh, cinematography. Inferno. Yeah, Inferno is great. Yeah, the phenomena. opening scene where like, or not the opening scene, but where she falls in the water. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. Like visual. I just, I, I, I just watched that movie again. And it was like, I can't believe this. How good this looks. This movie is like forty years old. Yeah. Um. I think um, the ending to the Beyond is also really, oh, really the like, great. Visually. Yeah. And I guess uh, shout out question mark to the. The quote, quote, the American Jello films, like uh, Eyes of Lara Mars, which is a Kirshner film who did um, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's like his only other directing credit. What's and, the movie called again? Um, Eyes of Lara Mars. It's huh, with um, I don't, I'm not aware of uh, Faye Dunaway, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Um, Brad Dourif is in there too. Oh, um, Brad Dourif is the fucking best. Rene Abishinois. Oh, wow. He's yeah. also great. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah it, uh, solid uh, cast. I, I, it's it's pretty it's a pretty good movie. I, 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 uh, pl- I can't imagine little... those four people in one movie. That sounds that's yeah. <laughs> so eyes of yeah. Laura Dawn Mars 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 Laura Mars. Okay, this was um cool. Raul Julia in it too. Raul Julia, really? yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is with Raul this Julia cast? <laughs> is also this is incredible. This cast is nuts. Yeah, um, Frank Adonis, bunch of people. I don't, I don't know about Frankie Donuts, <laughs> know, but. Yeah, anything with Raul Julia is worth watching. Yeah, um, I still will not. If only I don't just care for Raul what Julia. anyone says. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Street Fighter yeah. the movie is a terrible oh, movie. But I watch channel. it all the time because he's incredible. The game over. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and my other personal favorite, I guess, would be Blowout. Blowout's really great. Um, I'm not familiar with that either. Blowout, it's so good. It's um, John Travolta and Nancy Allen. It's directed by huh. Brian De Palma. It's probably oh. it's probably John Travolta's best movie, like unironically. Um, it has also, mean, it's got John he, Lithgow he, in it too. A lot of competition oh. for that honor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big uh, John Travolta fan, but he certainly oh, has been in some good movies. Battlefield. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the hugest. Like <laughs> again, like I agree with you. I'm not like like oh, I love John Travolta, but it's like in my opinion, it's definitely his best film. I mean, he's been in a lot of... I mean, yes, he's been yeah. in some very classic films. He's just also been in a lot of real trash. Yes, largely his own fault. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The more he likes it, the worse uh, it is. All right, let's finish this email. Yes. Um, that's about it. I hope I'll get back to writing emails more often. Have a great day, uh, colon large D. <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> it's all right, smiley and then we have an e- <laughs> <coughs> we have an email from Gesma. Greetings from Gesma. Uh, I don't play horror games because they're too scary. I mostly just watch other people play <laughs> it, and even then it can be too much, which I totally get. Uh, but I do like having some horror sequences in non-horror games. Big shout out to the hmm, Yazith chapter of Thonebreaker for being the creepiest video game swamp I've encountered. Oh, Good luck fuck. with the spooky creeper Sudden plate. interruption. Spook- Raven Ravenholm and Half-Life 2, man. Fucking amazing. Oh, um, yeah. Just, we don't uh, go to Ravenholm. We don't go to The Raven mansion Holman. section from uh, Hat in Time. God, everybody's making oh, games up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hat in Time is like a famous game. All right, anyway. Uh, the Shadow Temple and Ocarina creep- of Time. <laughs> go on. Oh yeah, actually, not just the shadow, but like the, the bottom of the well. Back to the future, and the zombies are all outside. Oh, in the town, uh, in the main, in the town. That's terrifying. It, is, it fucking is. Baron's it's really Palace good. I don't really, really like that game, but I think that's awesome. Oh, fucking Lavender fun. Town and Pokemon. Yep, I think I think we've proven you're, you. This is a good point. 
Good job, Gizma. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, there's a lot of... That would be fun. I, yeah. It's kind of... I don't want to... We're kind of at the end here, but there are lots of cool sections of games where they're not <laughs> horror games, but they have yeah. cool, creepy parts to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, good luck with this spooky, creepy players episode. I'm looking forward to not getting any of the references and being jump-scared <laughs> by Coke cans. <laughs> I got two of them in, as I usually do. Yes. Uh, all right, so uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, the email here is uh, simplycreativepeople at gmail.com. The Twitter for the show is at S I M C R E A T. My Twitter is at Gregory Carpin. Uh, at Airy Blank, SCP. At Jack Rolated. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be doing another episode with Disadron. Uh, uh, hopefully this weekend. So there'll be like back-to-back episodes and that, Woo! and then we'll talk about horror uh, articles on the wiki. So happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween, everybody! Uh, happy Halloween! Simply and creative people. People. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Code Veronica <laughs> X. <laughs> <laughs>